Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dicing with Death. Hello. How are we all doing? I am good. A little sleepy. I've discovered um, Law & Order, SVU, the, the TV show, and uh, I thought it was going to be just like junk TV, and I am so fucking addicted to it. I love that show. You can get addicted to junk TV, Neil. The, the two are not mutually excused. Can you, though? It's so good. It's so intriguing. I no oh my god i can't i can't stop it's bad. we're we're not talking about we're not talking about that we're okay. at we've got we've got a necromancer okay All right. we got more important things to do we got a new character on dicing with death yes we a do new campaign yes evil awaits it most certainly does let me open up some tabletop audio stuff for Ooh. us to haunt Hopefully our something spoopy yeah They've got, they released a bunch of spooky new tracks recently. Um, the Barovian Castle, Graveyard, and Nostromo. Ooh. Nostromo's really good. I really like that track. We'll have to... Hopefully one of these can be a winter's theme. Perhaps. It might be Nostromo. I'm fucking... It's so good. Oh, I need to hop into the disco. The disco audio. Yeah, and uh, how shall we, how shall we start this new character? Oh man, I think Malsifer Winters is winter. winter singular is at home today, and and we're gonna quickly learn a little bit about him. Um, so how old is Malsifer? Uh, let me hop into the audio. I can hear the uh, the rustling of the soundtrack now. Thunder. Get me in the mood. Malsifer Winter, a uh, human noble, 25 years old. Mm. A young man. Mm -hmm. A young lord. Uh, so we can do a little physical description. He is tall and imposing, 6'2", 180 pounds. Black hair, cropped and clean-shaven, blue eyes. Let's see. I have a sweet, edgy leather jacket. Oh, nice. Leather trench coat, full body suit. And an executioner's axe, my bardish, that is, uh, will probably be largely useless in combat, but maybe more ceremonial. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps we should describe the estate a little bit. I'm yes. thinking it's hardly a village, but we've been calling it a village of uh, Winter's Reach. And uh, the um, small estate that oversees it. Now, when uh, Arcadia took over Gate Isle, they forbid any of the old lords from keeping walls, correct? Yes. The yes. Walls had to be torn down everywhere. Yeah, same here. So I think in lieu of a wall, there are ceremonial rose hedges that like stand where the wall once was around the estate. Ooh. They don't actually offer much protection, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the groundskeeper maintains them nonetheless. Excellent. And I think we need to start introducing some NPCs. Um, yes. Um, who is the head of your household? Your butler-esque figure. 
Um, I'm not sure if we need a butler on top of this. So I think the uh, the groundskeeper, uh, I will call uh, Lord Rosegrove, even though he's hardly a lord. Maybe he once was a lord and his like family line has passed out. He used to be like the noble who tended to, who was our like Castellan or something like that. But now we don't have any walls and his job is to like trim the fucking rose bushes that surround the estate. Don't but, we know the name Rosegrove? That sounds very I think, familiar. I think it is familiar. I can't remember exactly where it's where it's from. So there was a Rosegrove in the Qualnir campaign. He was like your your neighbors that got kidnapped by were, were rats. There's is also Rosegrove, a Rosewell. Um, Barrel Barrel it, was Rosewell. It's, is Rosegrove Nick's necromancer character's last name? Are you serious? Is it really? Did he steal my? I mean, I've used. I think Rose you Grove. just. I think you just named your Castilian after the other necromancer on Gate Isle. That was totally uh, a. a uh, should I change it? That was totally. No, 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 I didn't even, I don't I, think I, like I even it. knew that. You watched no, it. I was though, right? as an homage to uh, the poor to the Rose Groves. The uh, the little oh. the Werat kid next to Qualnir. That's the Rose right. Grove. That's where I know Rose Grove from. Okay, maybe yeah. chat is wrong. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Maybe Nick stole that rose grove, and now you're playing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a basic ass name, and uh, it's a great name. I like it. Or maybe there's some connection. We'll find out. I think this uh, these uh, ancient powers flow through the bloodline, right? So uh, mm -hmm. all of us with old Gadian blood maybe have the potential for uh, great and terrible things. And Lord and Rosegrove is the gardener, right? Groundskeeper. Rosekeeper. Gardener, yeah. And I don't know if he do it. Maybe I have a butler on top of that. You can you can let me know. So there's about 250 in all. Mostly, so we're out here on the coast, on the edge of the Blumwood. Most of the population is probably either woodsmen, it's probably hunters, trappers, loggers. I think more than a village, it's just kind of like this small hunting, logging camp mm -hmm. out here on the coast. And I think we said there were once there were once orchards that was a large portion of my estate, but they have since been burned by uh, by brimstone. Okay. But that was pretty much the only damage uh, Winter's Reach sustained. And uh, considering. Pine spurs destabilized. I don't know. I, we're kind of out here in the backwoods. We don't get much in the way of rumors, but we probably get a whiff of smoke on the breeze. There's trouble in our in Arcadia, mm -hmm. and now is probably the time for uh, winter's rain. So, uh, yeah, excellent. Notes taken. Ooh, I haven't um, thought of a sigil or anything. So many good options. Something hunty, woodsy. Could be the rose. Could be a snowflake. Could be, could be a peach from the orchard. It could be a snowflake. It might be a snowflake. We'll uh, we'll keep that on the back burner. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else about this uh, village, the setting we want to establish? You are the recent the lord village of Winter's is a carriage Reach. park. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like a caravan park. It's like more like just a bunch of wagons. I mean, it's a hunting camp, right? So there's 
There's tents. There's like a there's like a mill. Mm -hmm. There's probably barely a blacksmith. There's maybe like a right. Yeah, a, a rudimentary have any industry. I mean, I think we should. Do you want me to start a spreadsheet, or if or you, would you? Why don't you start your own spreadsheet and give me a link to it? I will keep my own set of notes as well, um, so I can note little secrets and plans and stuff. Um, okay, it'd be great. If you had a list. Okay. Um. Loading, loading, loading. Excellent. Getting a fair bit of lag this morning, but uh, such is the life of a uh, laptop streamer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though, well, I guess maybe your laptop is your bottleneck. I was going to say it's more like a. Oh, it's definitely my ISP thing. PC. No, no, no. It's definitely my uh, computer. All right. So, first order of business is we add a is to add a sheet sheet one will be living sheet two will be undead under living let's start in with uh it's free Enter living name number. Oh, it's so much lag. Google, Google, why you why you take so many resources? So are we saying that you have only very, very recently become, should we start our campaign with the, like, your father is dead and day one of oh, you being in charge? father is dead is such a, such a tried trope these days, isn't it? The Thane is dead, the king is dead, your father's dead. I don't think that's, no, we can do something different. Okay, so we it's been a while since you've become a lord. Um, yeah, we can skip over. Maybe we skip over the transition of power. And... We can skip over. I just want to. There should be some sort of inciting event that is the the beginning of this. Um, so, what is it that is going to set us off down this path? Uh, have you been necromancing before? I don't. I think we'll probably see the first raising. I think it is deep in. It's probably deep. I've got an undead lore proficiency. Mm -hmm. I think there's like family records of this stuff. I mean, like it's, it's like a, there's a history of this dark power running in the Gadian blood that's been passed down through my family. I mean, do we maybe have a library where with the, with this sort of information okay, that's yeah. secreted away for generations? I bet. Um, um, have you? Did you witness some... your any of your family members necromancing before? Have you been privy you, to you, zombies and skeletons? Think? Do you think that we would have been a family of necromancers? That seems like it may be a bit much. I think it's, it's probably just like the dark secret history, but it wasn't ever publicly displayed. So even like yeah, were maybe any of your not even maybe it's been generations since anyone has practiced. Okay, perfect. Good. Right, so I will share this sheet 
with a koibu. One koibu, not not more than one though. Uh, I'll give you the ability to edit. Um, and is there a way to make this viewable to anyone that has the link? Yes. Well, I'll send you, but let's see who has access. Uh, owner, present edit, blah blah blah. Anyone with the link can access, no sign required. And with the link can view, but y'all can't edit. All right. Ah, Winter's Reach. Perfect. All right, and we need to, so there's about. So I think we can... we're going to start on a, uh, oof, I don't know what season for us to, I don't know what year or season to start in. So we're going to kind of play loosey-goosey with the timeline for a little while until I can pinpoint the year. Um, but we're going to start on a cold and rainy day. Of course, as is fitting for any necromancer. Yeah. Um. Right. It is a... And I, so, I think the uh, the manor house is, is wooden. This is probably not even, like, our ancestral home. I think this is where we fled... Mm-hmm. During the fall of Gadia, so this is just like a several, couple hundred year old wooden uh, estate manor house. Perfect. Wooden manor. Um, yeah. It's a rainy day, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm probably in like a there's like a study or like a big a. Uh, a big comfortable chair. Yeah, it's a big comfy chair. There's a roaring fire. Mm. I've got I've got this uh, bulky leather jacket. There's a large oil me. painting of some ancient ancestor of your family looks... sitting right over the fireplace, staring yeah, down at you. The uh, cold blue eyes staring at the uh, at the viewer, mm-hmm. keeping away a family lineage. She looks remarkably like the man seated in the overstuffed armchair. Mm-hmm. Maybe hanging above the fire or perhaps leaning next to it is this massive two-handed executioner's axe. Because uh, this is uh, Neil's world, it's probably made of bronze, but uh, still, in, still polished and a fine family heirloom. Yes. Your house is mostly empty. There's the groundskeeper and probably a few servants that live here with you, but I feel like your house is probably, was built to hold more family members and servants, and the population of this area has kind of declined a little bit, so you, you live in a house that's a little too big for you with just not quite enough people to maintain it, so there's like dust kind of covering everything because the one housekeeper can't keep it all up. 
Um, All right, so we've got one housekeeper. Yeah, probably like a, a housekeeper slash cook combo. Okay. six for their sex unless you have a preference um it's probably maybe lord rosegrove's cousin or like nephew or something i think we're all kind of related out here that's true i, bet the, probably... I think the entire the entire village the entire community can probably as they're they're all we're all gadians right we can probably all trace right. our history back to before fall yeah. and maybe and i think the narrative around here is that we're all kind of we're all the chosen one right we're all better than the than the arcadians right oh, we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're this ancient lineage this old blood and even though you know there's serfs living in this podunk you know camp mm-hmm. out here in the boonies uh i don't know it's we're yeah we're still better than the uh in the Arcadians, the F. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna name your housekeeper slash cook, unless you want to do it, unless you want that privilege yourself. Uh, don't mind. I think his name is going to be Tomas. I think he's a better cook than he is a housekeeper so this place is kind of like it's it's tidy because not a lot happens here but uh it is kind of a little little din- not filthy it's untended the whole place is kind of covered with a thin layer of dust it's too large for uh for one person for one person to maintain right i think so So, it is a dark and stormy day. You're in this comfortable living room with the fire going in front of you, your great ancestor staring down at you as you flip through the leather-bound journal. Um, Mm. When there's a a bolt of lightning outside, a a crack of thunder, and a few moments later, you hear Lord Rosegrove calling for you from outside. Hmm. Master Malsifer! Master Malsifer! Frustrated at being interrupted, I slam this journal closed and set it on the table next to me, and I stand up. What is it? He's probably the only one who calls me Malsifer, although I don't... I'm not the only, but it's it's probably not a... Normally, yeah. Yeah. It's a little informal. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... He calls again. Lord Rosegrove, and I gruffly you know, head to the front door. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, this uh, this manor. It's like an old. It's like Victorian. Is that the thing I'm looking for? Like the big, blocky, and there's like a porch out front with uh, maybe wooden columns or something. It could be a Victorian or an Edwardian. It's a Gothic manor house look like, because it's not like a full on. 
Maybe one of these like gothic manor houses. I don't know my uh, my architectural eras. They both actually look pretty similar. Victorian Gothic. Big and blocky with spires on some of the upper floors, probably a couple stories high. And there's a porch that I step out on. Mm -hmm. Lean against a, a carved wooden column and like look out into the rain. Can I see Lord Rosegrove, the groundskeeper, you out can. there? He's got a, a wool cloak over him and he's kind of dashing up the path towards you, um, soaking wet. Mm -hmm. He points out towards near the side of the house where you see one of your old oak trees that's been here for centuries has recently been struck by lightning and one of the branches has broken, collapsed, and kind of slammed into part of the house, uh, breaking some windows and causing some small amount of damage. I step around into the rain and uh, you know, go to survey the damage. Um, what time is it? It's like well into the night. No, or it's evening. It, it's afternoon, maybe late okay. afternoon, but it's dark mm -hmm. and rainy. Um, so it's pretty, mm -hmm. could, might as well be nighttime. Uh, the damage is mostly superficial. The house looks fine, but the windows have been smashed and water is going to leak in and damage the hardwood floors and everything. And, um, it's it's going to be a mess because of the rain. Rosegrove, head into the camp and fetch some of the jacks. And a carpenter as well. Uh, he pauses and eventually nods and, and grabs uh, a, new, a fresh pair of boots and a fresh cloak and hurries out into the rain, into the camp, looking for a pair of jacks. Lumberjacks. Right. So I you know, fetch some of the lumberjacks, take care of the tree, and then carpenter to repair the manor. This is probably one of the, one of the few things this uh, little camp is uh, equipped to handle. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the glass, though. Maybe we may have to send into Pine Spur to replace the window. Um, so I'm already soaked, and I, I ignore the rain as I stride over to the uh, to the stricken tree. Well, it is a, a nasty break in the branch. It's a fairly large one, and it's just kind of swung down and into the side of the house, um, cracking open the glass and kind of bidding this big gouge in the earth as well, just that force of the tree falling ripped it up the rose garden near the edge of the house completely destroyed by this huge oak branch is there anything auspicious about the uh, lightning strike is the tree still on fire no the tree seems to be singed and smoldering but the heavy downpour has put out whatever rain might have started I walk over and hear the rain sizzling off of the charred, uh, charred oak. I like reach a hand out and sort of pull it back at the it's hot to the touch. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wait for the, uh, for some of the, uh, villagers to arrive. Sure. Give me a perception this. check while you wait. Yeah. My perception is 13. 29. I'm on One. point. And my eyes quickly adjust to the darkness, and I, uh... As you're standing here waiting, you notice that the uh, branch, as it 
broken, ripped into the ground, has uncovered some sort of very old, semi-decayed wooden hatch. You know, the earth on top of it has been knocked aside. The plants on top of it have been knocked aside. And you just see this little patch of, like, wooden planks, maybe four inches under the ground. I crouch down in the rain and using my hand sort of wipe the mud off of the top of this wooden hatch. And then I kind of look up and inspect it. Is it, like, attached to the house? Was this, like, an old basement or cellar? It looks like an old house. Yeah, yeah. The the hatch is maybe five, five feet from the wall. But it's definitely right next to the building, and that's got to be an old basement or cellar you're unaware of. Family secrets. Um, I clear it. Is it locked? Uh, only by the weight of the earth and wood on top of it. Yeah, so I probably clear it myself before any help arrives. Mm-hmm. And if it's just a hatch that I can open, I'll uh, open it. You open it. The water trickles down. There's a, a ladder there. Creak, uh, creaky old ladder. You're not I sure if it'll hold your weight or darkness not. And see how far it goes. Ought I fetch a candle, or can I? Can I? Is it a small enough cellar that I can uh, investigate? Not in the rain the and the, the overcast skies. Can you yeah, see anything I, down there? All right, I left the the hatch slam shut behind me. Keep any rain out, and then I head into the house to you know just grab some grab a lantern or something. Sure. You produce a lantern from inside the house, head back out, throw open the hatch once more, and you can see that it descends to about basement level, maybe uh, 12, 13 feet down. A little deeper than basement level, I guess. All right. Well, I climb. You said it's a ladder? Mm-hmm. I climb down the ladder. For now, leaving the hatch open behind me for just a minute while I, like, step in, I reach into my trench coat and pull out the candles that I had fetched from inside and light a candle and set it on something, if there's something to set it on. Sure. Uh, well, the ladder is old and rickety, so I'm going to give it a saving throw to see if it breaks under your weight. Cool. Um, let's just say that I probably grabbed all the gear that I have written on my sheet. Mm-hmm seems a little paranoid to pick up a, but I like I just sent Rosegrove off into town I'm basically I'm alone here is it just me and Tomas is that it's that you me? and Tomas okay and he's he's useless he's in the kitchen I don't doing god knows what yeah all right so it seems sensible to have picked up the crossbow and I don't know why I would have thought to snatch the heirloom executioner's axe off of my uh off of you know out of the study as I was leaving but for whatever reason the Blumwood is a dangerous just, place. It just All sorts right. of things lie around here. Who knows what this this ancient cellar has? It's better to be safe than sorry. You get a couple feet down this ladder as it sort of bends under your weight, and then it cracks and snaps and falls, dropping you and all of how, your gear onto the ground. How far of a fall was it? Uh, you probably fall like eight feet, seven feet. Okay. So n- not no enough to kill damage. me. But, no, no, no. Uh, Probably enough to knock the wind out of you. Oof, yeah. So this is before I even get the candle lit. Right. Uh, if you, if it was a I, candle, then it's definitely not lit. If it was a lantern, it was little. I don't think I had it lit yet. I think I was planning okay. on lighting it to see. So I think I was planning on climbing down here and lighting yeah. it. So, so I think you fall, fall into the my darkness feet and light a candle to uh, see where I am. Yeah. Uh, you find yourself in what looks to be some sort of cellar turned laboratory. 
There are stone walls up around. Um, there is a, a clear area where there probably was once a doorway, but it has been packed with brick and walled what over. A, what does a laboratory mean? I think to maybe my uh, podunk bloodwood mine, I'm looking at like, what science is this? <laughs> there are tables lining the walls of this 15 by 15 room. There's a, a small little alcove that sticks out to the, the area where the ladder used to go up uh, mm-hmm. to the exit. There's a bricked-over uh, doorway. These would have table, led into the main basement or something? You have no idea where that would have gone. You've never Does seen it any bricked-up towards walls. the house or away from the house? Uh, it goes under the house, yeah. Yeah. All right, so there is a table that I set there, on. Yeah, tables all and the way around. around. Look up. Is there... I, my first thought is probably, how the hell am I going to get out of here? And then, like, there's no, like, ob- there's nothing to invest... There's no, like, bubbling experiment or anything like that to... no. Everything Nothing that immediately catches my eye. So my first thought is probably to look around for like a rope or something, some or like a, a, a chair that I could push under it, and or like a table I could pull under. There are many tables, and there are a few chairs. You could probably stack them and get out if you had to. Um. Yeah. So I think I go over to look at one of the chair or one of the tables, the one that the candle isn't set on, mm-hmm. and like start to move to pull it under the uh, under. Yeah. As you, under the hatch, and then maybe my uh, my attention is distracted by something on the table, or... Yeah, it most certainly is, because from standing near the candle, everything is just shrouded in this low level of light and darkness. Uh, when you get a little bit closer and start to move one of these tables, you notice that it has, sitting in a jar with some sort of liquid, a, a head. A humanoid head. It's kind of floating in this liquid. I stop, like, I would like, I, no, I definitely do not uh, tug on the table, and I am, uh, I don't, like, look, I mean, I think my, I'm, like, entranced or whatever. I, like, lock eyes with the floaty head. Mm-hmm. Are eyes open? It, it, they are. Perpetually Who is open. Male, female? Is uh, it a... is a female figure, or female face in there. You don't recognize who it is. Um short red hair and a twisted flesh probably tinged greenish from the formaldehyde it's floating in i look to see if there's a label on the jar or like a note in front of it or like any notes on the table uh the jar does have like a little label etched into it it's um like a small piece of brass that someone has taken the time to actually carve a name in Mm -hmm. Uh, and the name in it is rose Written, I'm probably shocked to discover in... Is it Old Gadian, or is Old this... Old Gadian. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. What did you say your name was? Rose? Just Rose, yeah. All right, well, uh, I'll go ahead and... add a severed head to my spreadsheet. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to keep track of that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as name Rose. Continue to adjust Title to the darkness. Severed head number one. Cool. Uh, you look around and you're beginning to notice that there are a few other oddities here and there, uh, including just to the side of this coffin, just at the edge of where you can see anything from your small candlelight on the other side of the room, is a coffin tilted up and slightly against the wall. Um, but it's not like a podunk pine wooden box altogether. It, it's a, like a nice 
brass and bronze coffin um, lined leaning at an angle it's leaning kind of like this against yeah. a wall or is it against like style? so like absent-mindedly or like it was meant to be at this 45 degree angle for ease of access slash display how could you know the intent all right um well i'll tell you how i could know the intent um i would roll a local history check or perhaps an undead lore check um go ahead and make either of those um my local history is better if this is like if there was like an old uncle uh Old Uncle Esteban, the uh, the vampire in the family. Uh, I so I do pass that local history. So I'm know, not even. I'm probably not thinking. Well, I don't know. You, yeah, but it, was there a family or a local uh, vampire? There are no local vampires. No. Um, I mean, maybe that's what's odd here, right? This is a vampire's coffin. This estate has only existed for two hundred years. Mm-hmm. I would have heard, like, if this, if there were, if I had a vamp, if a vampire had lived here, it would have been, like, my great-grandfather, and I should have known that. Right. You, there's no vampires in your family line that you are aware of. Uh, the locals around here have rumored that some of your family members turned themselves into undead, but you're confident that those are just the local folk tales. Yeah. You know and that so, your family has lived and died, and if they were an undead, they would still be around, like, running things. So by now, Mal is, like, up in front of the coffin investigating. I think I've got a hand on the side of the coffin. Uh, is it uh, hammered shut? Is it nailed shut? Or is it just... Um, it is locked shut. There, There's a chain that kind of wraps around the lid and the bot side with a padlock on it. Uh, I, but so also, I'm, I'm there's... I'm touching it. I'm probably touching the lock, and I'm um, consulting my class abilities. Near the area where the head would be, there is a one of those slidey doors that you might see in a door, like a little window that you can open to see who's on the other side and slide it shut. On um, the coffin? On the coffin, like right near where the face would be. Um, so we are going to see our first of the new necromancy features. We've seen this detect spirit. This costs a year of my life. Yes. So I think what happens is I slide the hatch open to see what's inside, and there's. Do you have any horror, Do you have any jump scares you can play on your soundboard? Well, I can't do it now because they now know what would be here. Well, we're testing it out. There, you know, make sure that it's available for future jump scares. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to coordinate backseat DMing jump scares. That's true. All right. So. So you open it, and I mean a year. That was a terrible scream. Yeah, that was who, an awful I'm not scream. No one's screaming, but there's like a, ding, a Wilhelm scream, like when the music like screeches. A Wilhelm As scream. Hear, oh, no, no, not William scream. A Wilhelm scream. It's a it's a movie thing. Yeah, a year is drained from my life right, when I use this ability. This is the Wilhelm scream. Oh, okay. Well, perfect. Uh, right, just to use this ability is a year. Is, it am costs I correct a in year that? of your life. Yes. Yeah. So like my life force is. I don't think I consciously really use it. I, like I don't know what I see staring back at me in the coffin, but whatever it is ages me, and I'm s probably suddenly aware of an intense. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, so, detect spirits. Um, let's the caster detect any undead made. 
with at least one year of spiritual force because undead are made with either life force or spiritual force or a little bit of both. So this will allow you to detect those made with spiritual force, which uh, include zombies, which is definitely what's in here. You throw open the, the slider and there is a, an undead or a dead person who is sitting there and then after like a half second, the eyes move towards you and its head like pushes forward to hit you and sort of gives this low growl, this Yeah. Uh, the whole coffin and kind of batters around for a moment. Intense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel my life force drained as I'm suddenly aware of this thing's presence. Probably the first time I've ever felt this. Of course, I mean, when would I have? Yeah. So uh, I take this from my max age, correct? Yes. So I should go from 103 down to 102, but keep my age at 25? Yes. Um, or you could just keep track of the difference between those two numbers in a separate area, whichever. Years left? I, I th- However you want to do it is fine with me. Maybe I, as my, I don't know. Does it matter? Does the max age actually matter, or it just no. like what I can add and subtract that number potentially over the course yes, of the campaign? Definitely. I'll just record it as that. Um, so, what does this detect spirits tell me? Like, how does that feel? Is it, I can now detect the presence of this zombie in this uh, in a box? Uh, well, when you see the zombie, there Do is it. like this uh, purple ori aura of glow around the outside of it. Um, I feel its malevolence. Mm-hmm. You can only see it when the hatch is open, though, because uh, the whole, this whole coffin is bound in metal, yeah. so that the metal is definitely blocking the aura otherwise. Um, but mm-hmm. there it is, staring and sort of moving. It's like its head is trying to reach at you, but it's hitting this coffin and it's tilted at an angle, so it can't quite get enough momentum to knock the coffin over, and it's just here. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's the only spirit in this room, I assume. There's no, like, ghosts or hauntings or uh, other, like, a zombie's relatively minor, right? If there's yeah. something else in here, that should be overwhelming my senses, right? Right. Uh, you give a look around. There's nothing else here. If there's any other they're undead, there. they're hidden behind more stone or metal. Um, but it seems fine for now. Um, so I am feeling safe on the other side of this metal box, so I think touching the coffin, I like I like lean in and get as close of a look as I can. I'm sure I've read about. Have I read directly about like the, do my family's journals detail the creation of undead, or is it all steeped no. in folklore? It's all steeped in folklore. You've never found any um, journals or specific evidence that links your family to undead. So other maybe than it's the, more just it's probably more interest. just talking of the you know the uh, the old blood and the old gods of winter. Right, the, the negative energy, the, the yang to the yin of the Arcadian pantheon. Yeah, and you know, there's talk of undead being found. There's sometimes undead in the Blumwood around you. So hmm. they are around, and people do know of them. But it's just a rumor that your family's involved. Yeah. So I think. Uh... Yeah, so I'm I'm looking through this little window. Is it a glass viewing window, or is it just a uh, slit? No, it's just a slit. So there's could... just air between me, and I, c- I can smell it. You could touch it if you wanted. 
I, I don't, but I'm, le I'm leaned in close and I'm like staring at this creature. Is mm -hmm. it have eyes that are staring back at me or have they rotted out of its head? The are eyes little sockets are, of energy? The eyes are deeply rotted, but still staring mm -hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it thrashing and spitting or? Uh, the head um... is moving forward and banging, trying to reach at you, but the rest okay, of it, so it seems to be. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think I, it's out of it, maybe instinct more than anything, because I don't think Malsifer is necessarily aware of his uh, dark gift yet. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, I mean, You've always everyone everyone feels like they're different and special, right? But mm -hmm. It's always felt different and special, but now I mean now I think it's just these abilities are manifesting themselves. Uh, so we'll just keep going if I'm understanding these correctly, right? So I, I think I take possession of this creature that ages me another year. Is right? that what you would like to do? Possess the creature? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like thrashing about, and I think it, it's all like Mal, Mal isn't necessarily conscious of this, but it's just like, what do you like? You're this this thing in the this zombie in the box is making a terrible racket, and I think he's just shocked to see that by staring at it and being like like compelling it to stop thrashing, that it stops thrashing, and but just like the music's getting more and more intense and the it energy in the room or whatever, and his life force is like getting torn from him, right? That's another year. Yes, you're going to have but to I... touch it to do it, though. Oh, really? Yes. To possess, you need to touch. Oh, maybe that maybe that doesn't happen. So maybe I'm, like, compelling the creature and I can, like, feel it, feel myself being drawn towards it. Mm -hmm. But I know I would have to let it out of the coffin, right, or stick my hand in the eye hole. Right. Do you want... I mean, you could reach in. The, it's at the eye level, not at the mouth my level. My hand even is it... drifting towards... Yeah, I mean, I think I feel safe from this angle, right? So I think, like, if I if I can get my hand in there without touching its teeth, probably. I think I, I think I just like find myself drawn towards it, knowing that I and just like I shove its head into the back of the uh, coffin to stop it from thrashing. All right, uh, and, and as like you... a thump as I restrain it, and then it goes. Limp, Everything stiff, goes probably dark. stiff. Yeah, I go dark. Yeah, everything goes dark. You feel sort of relaxed and. Then there's the sound of kind of like a dull thumping, and I think your I'm senses staring at myself, of, right? Is that what is that what happens? Not quite. You just kind of feel like you're falling apart, and there's a, a noise, and you're blinking, and you're looking out through this tiny slot at the shadows kind of dancing on the walls from the candle. Mm. Um, you don't see yourself. Oh, you, I fell. I fell limp. You fell limp. You're just prone on the ground. Oh, I done fucked up because now I'm locked in here and I can't get back to my to my regular body. Right. Yeah. Um, so so I think there's a brief moment of calm and then the uh, and then the thrashing continues, but more intensely. And that's when you hear voices calling Master Winters, Master Winters, I've brought the workmen. Master Winters. Um, there's silence for a second as I stop thrashing. So I'm the zombie now. Is that how this works? You are and now I can't the get back to myself without touching myself. Uh, you can sever the link 
I had to scroll over. I should have looked at the PDF. I had to scroll over so far in the abilities description to see the caster falls limp. It's like yeah. at least a screen over. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's no, that's fine. PDF's I think bad. this is a fun way to explore these abilities. Yeah. Um, as you're sitting here, you hear the one of the the workmen call. I found something. Look, it's broken. I think he fell in here. Yeah, so I can hear with the zombies' ears, or what? Uh, you can. You are hearing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So just to be clear, there's no way out of the, like a strength check is not like this, this thing is thoroughly restrained. Yeah, it is chained and locked. You are a zombie, so you have 18-90 strength right now. And I can drop control of it, right? And that would just kill the zombie. Yes. I'm I not sure if Malsifer knows that it'll kill the zombie yet, but... Yeah, it's... I think that's what probably happens, unfortunately. Okay. Is uh, it, like, a, probably a few minutes past, there was thrashing, then I, like, stop when, like, because I don't necessarily want to alert. It's probably an odd uh, out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to drop possession of this undead, kill it, and go back into... Uh, right. uh, back as you start body. to to rouse from the floor you hear the sound of a, a rope falling onto the ground and one of these workmen repels his way down into the hole as yeah, you sort of, I like, think he finds me uh, he finds me like coming to like, coming to on the floor instead of the coffee coffin it's one of the workmen it's not Rosegrove that's not Lord Rosegrove I think I like get myself up from the floor back in my own body now and give him just this deathly stare like oh. he probably has this moment like I should not have seen this. I I'm, I'm so sorry Master Winters. We were we were I worried. Like shrug him off. He's like probably helping me up and just gets a death stare and like he looks around and there's a coffin and there's a head in a jar and he backs away uh, and goes over to the rope dangling down in soaking with water. I I'm glad you're okay, sir. Uh we'll we'll fetch a ladder from from the barn. Uh, and he scrambles up the rope, kind of yeah. kicking down some more mud and water, um, leaving you down here alone. Um, we're gonna take note of that guy. Who was that guy? Do I do I know him, or was is it a? Uh, I think at this point you know pretty much everyone in the village. Right, two, like 250 people is enough to know everyone. But do, yeah. would the noble know everyone by name? I think respect? you would know these guys because they these are probably the same people that do all the repairs around the house. I don't I don't think so. You don't think I so? I mean, I think I think what Rosegrove would have done is run into town mm-hmm. and been and grabbed. I mean, it, it could be it could. This could be a, one of the repair guys, one of the carpenters, or it could have been some random drunken lumberjack. That was hanging around the camp. Sure. Why don't you give me a so charisma know, so check to see if you know this guy? This. Was this a charisma check? Yeah. We'll see if you know him. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Seventeen. No. So I think this is one of the lumberjacks. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't know his name directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I, I I was at at a loss for words, right? He and I, so I'm now sort of 
I'm standing up watching this lumberjack climb up the climb back up the rope. <laughs> mm-hmm. The rope is secured to a tree above or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's attached to a, like a segment of the house that is still stable. Maybe like a column near the mm-hmm. um, little porch you were standing on. Yeah, I shake myself uh, back to. Um, I shut the little eye slot on the zombie thing, but the creature's lifeless inside now, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be moving. Yeah. I killed it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <clears throat> I, uh... Climb, I think I climb back up the, uh... I pick up my things and climb back up the rope before they even have a chance to get the ladder. Okay. I'm jarred, but uh, Mal is strong. He can, even with his gear, he should be able to pull himself up a rope. Or a rope. He's got 14 strength. Yeah. He's, you yeah. pull yourself up and out of the hole. One of the workmen comes over with some boards that they have I, and quickly just tosses the boards over the I, hole to. Yeah, I shrug them off. Oh, isn't there a isn't there a door or is there not? Oh yeah, no, there's the trap door. Yeah, they they slam the trap door yeah. shut. Yeah, I slammed the trap door shut. Um, if they're bringing a ladder, I like shrug them off and lean it against the house. And then I, you know, set the you know the rest of them. To, did any of them see me? In, did the others see me in the hole? Like, do I climb up and there's a group of them, or uh, you climb up and there are just two workmen, just these two, and mm-hmm. with, uh, Lord Rosegrove, who's the one bringing mm-hmm. the ladder. Um, it's clear I that they've been way talking out. during the time that you were climbing your way out. And it's clear both workmen, I could hear them talking. No, no, no. But like, as you pop out, they were talking to each other, and they both turn to look at you, and then lower their gaze and kind of bow their heads respectfully as you emerge from the darkened cellar. Cut, yeah. So I think I just start. I start barking commands. I'm not going to mention what they saw quite yet, but I'm just like, you know, get. Yeah. You know, do they have their tools with them? I'm like, they do. Uh, and once chop the, you know, re- remove that branch and see to the, uh, see to the repairs. I, the other one is probably a carpenter. So there's the, they grab the, there's this drunken lumberjack and the carpenter. I probably do know. Yeah, probably. Um, his well, he's name, probably the guy that does the repairs around the house. Shall yeah. we give him a name? Yes. Uh, his name is going to be, um, Norman. Norman the Carpenter and Lumberjack one okay yeah so I so I'm like remove those branches that are touching the house and I turn to Norman and I'm like and and see to the repairs they get to work Uh, I look now, I think I look over to Rosegrove, sort of standing in the rain, getting soaking wet. I've got this like full body uh, coat, but it doesn't cover my head. So my hair is just wet and matted. And uh, What's Rosegrove's reaction? Is he uh, doing He's apologetic rain, for... Or is he, or is he... He's bringing the ladder, but now that you're out of the hole and these guys are yeah, here, so the ladder I think gets set to the, to the side of the house, and we turn back and look. 
Um, is the, did the whole tree fall or was it just like one branch, like it's split and the one branch of the falls? main branches? Yeah. Yeah. So when the lumberjack starts going to work, I probably stop him from like chopping down the tree and I'm just like, no, no, no. And I like have him remove just the, just the branch, just the branch that was, that fell into the house. Yeah. And for now we'll leave the, uh, torched oak tree there. Yeah. You can leave the repair work to these gentlemen and mm-hmm. head back inside where it's nice and warm and there's a fire. Dry. Um, can I find a lock? A lock? In the house somewhere? Or is that something that I would need to... There's purchase? probably a spare lock on something. At the very least, there's a chest somewhere that you like, can Could unlock. I uh, lock up that uh, that cellar? Mm-hmm. Do I have a do I have a lock handy? Like maybe I need to. Yeah. Buy, I probably I didn't buy one, so I probably need to borrow it from somewhere else. You'll probably have to unlock a a chest somewhere in the house, mm-hmm. or um, yeah, there's probably just some chest that's got like a chain that locks it together in a little padlock. Yeah, so I go see it. I go rummaging in. I don't know if it's. I I'd probably have to. I probably spend five minutes rummaging through the house to find you know where was that old thing. But I go and collect a chain and a lock. And some ten minutes later, I'll head back outside and uh, secure the uh, secure the uh, cellar door. Um, probably without much of a word, but there's obvious. There, I'm sure the the, uh, the lumberjack and the carpenter, you know, very consciously avert their gaze as they see me locking this up. And yeah. yeah. And, hmm, and I head back inside the house. You make your way back to that comfortable. Now I'm, yeah, I'm pacing now in that room, thinking about what to do with this uh, poor woodsman. Norman can probably keep a secret, but uh, what did this guy see? What did I see? Hell. I don't know, but you're sitting here in front of your fire again. Your mm-hmm. your jacket take, probably taken off and resting near the fire to drip dry slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can hear the pounding of the workmen on the other side of the house, patching everything up. Yeah, axe is sort of leaning against something. Mm-hmm. I've like, removed my crossbow. Um, it's right yeah, now that Tomas comes in with a, a nice silver platter with your dinner on it. Mm-hmm brings it over he seems sort of oblivious what's to the, what's the what is the dinner like does it uh it's asparagus have... and chicken breast with a, a slight a side of mashed potatoes have, and gravy. have this have this have tomas roll a uh cooking proficiency check he botches it Natural yeah, one. I just like smack the uh, silver platter out of his hands, and the asparagus goes across the f- the floor. I'm like, "Get out, Tomas!" And he bows stiffly, quickly, gra- he puts God, the tray on the ground, and gathers then, everything yeah. on it, and then hurries yeah. out of the house, out of the room. Uh, all right. Um. Uh, so what's going on outside? Are they? How long will is this whole process going to oh, be? It'll probably take me like hours? an hour to patch it up. Yeah, it's still the middle of the day, right? It just feels really late. Yeah, it's it's probably like five in the afternoon, but it's overcast and raining and storming, mm-hmm. so um, it's dark, even mm-hmm. if it is midday. Mm-hmm. 
So I pace in my study and I you know, lean against my the armchair with my coat net. Um, I think I frantically go through journals trying to find some mention of the cellar. I don't know where I would, I mean, I, there's probably places I think to look, but I, I'm guessing I don't find anything. I, I mean, I do have skills. You've got skills. I could, um, I mean, maybe I roll a local, uh, what did I roll before? I rolled a local history, not an undead lore, correct? Right, so you wanna, you're you talking about wanting to find more information about this secret compartment. Yeah, I'm like, how could there be a secret cellar in this house that I didn't know about? Maybe I'm going through the old architecture plans. Should yeah, I you can find the old history, or should I? Start? No, um, uh, let me give me just like or an intelligence check, check for intelligence. Okay. Yeah, for scanning through documents, trying to find the relevant information quickly. Nailed it. There is a small collection of journals of your ancestors um, in a mm-hmm. corner of the library, but. I mean, you, you've looked at them before. Most of them aren't too interesting. Sometimes there's little juicy bits of information, but oftentimes it's just like, Hildy was yelling at me again today because I forgot to take the dog out for a walk and he shat all over her favorite blah, blah, blah. I should really spend more time worrying about my family than working on my studies, blah, blah, blah. So most of it's fairly dry. But you figure if there's mention of a secret compartment, it's going to be in one of these books, one of these journals. Yeah, so I think I'm frantically flipping through these journal pages, um, looking for anything useful. Um, I do want to catch uh, a lumberjack before he goes. Maybe I'm also racking my mind for who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so which do we want to resolve first? Is there, do I need to roll something to research? Because I didn't check already the research. Uh, I think the in-check tells you where to look. You, yeah. And then should I roll a literacy check to, uh, to rummage through these uh, journals in a timely manner? Sure. Give me a literacy check and we'll see how many days it takes you to figure out. Days. <laughs> There's a lot of journals here. It might take you a while. Ooh, 30. Not with the 30. I do feel it. Yeah. Uh, I should stop saying that. It's not cool at all. <laughs> with the 30, you have recognized, like you flipped through all of these before, and one of your ancestors uh, has caught your mind as the probable cause of this. You know this, this ancestor of yours made some modifications to the house. The last person to update the house when it was being built. Mm-hmm. Um, but there maybe, are there like no blueprints of the modifications or something like that. Like there's, there's some blueprints mention of the, of the original, but of the new construction. But yeah, this wasn't on the original blueprints, and this uh, this well maybe I mean maybe it was up to something. This guy made these on. Um, Actually, it was um, think, uh, your the... great grandmother, great great grandmother, mm-hmm. that uh, made the last modifications. Her mm-hmm. husband, who was not in like the direct line, he was outside and married into the family. Uh, had a, a problem, a, a slight um, great, paranoia great, great. around him. Mm-hmm. And so she ended up building some extra rooms on the house to house him and keep him safe. There's a, a weird, like, turret on the house that doesn't really fit with the rest of the aesthetics that was this man's quarters uh, that he would rant and rave in. And she built it to kind of keep him safe. 
How very interesting. And I said great grandmother, great, right? Great grandmother would be. Uh, was she? Would these have been the first? No, the, you said they made modifications. Yeah. I guess it's been if it's been two hundred years since the war. There's probably like four generations, right? Five generations. Yeah. So okay. You're... So this is okay. Yeah. So this. Okay. So this would have been like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um. I, so I think I locate these journals, but I don't. Maybe I'm interrupted before I totally finish the research mm -hmm. by the workmen wrapping up, or do I have more time than that? Oh, actually, uh, let's stop and talk about the lumberjack. I also wanted to. So before I like read all those journal entries and go inspecting this, uh, mm -hmm. um, this this wing of the house. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can recall who this guy is. Like, yes. have I seen? Is he? Uh, he's just Norman the is, carpenter. He, no, not Norman. The the uh, the woodsman, the lumberjack. Edgar. Is he Edgar is his name. So it does eventually come to me, or maybe I have to go look and maybe I have to like look up the city records or like uh, the uh, the estate records to, to find out who this guy is. You flip through, you know. So he is set. he is one of ours, or he, he is like a permanent resident of. Uh, he is. Uh, yes, he's a a bit of a drinker, but I mean, who isn't in this day and age and in such an impoverished and podunk backwater place? Um, he doesn't really have a lot of prestige or clout in the area. <laughs> he's just a lumberjack whose name yeah. you don't even really know. Yeah, so I think I think I've got to like I've got to do like process of eliminations. I like pull up the. Uh are like records and like I go down the ledger of names and I'm like okay lumberjack okay it's gotta be uh it's gotta be Edgar gotta, gotta be Edgar yeah yeah I can like I know who the other couple are and <laughs> yada yada alright um so I will call him in when, when he finishes he probably finishes much before uh Norman so Norman's probably gonna be and he's probably can't get the can he get glass have I been updated? No, the glass is going to have to be ordered from Pine Spur. Someone's going to have to go do just this. just going to fix the shutters and stuff and, like, seal it up. Put up Maybe some extra boards. boards. Yeah, yeah. But um, any, either way, Edgar will have chopped down the tree before Norman's done, right? He'll finish that, and he'll assist Norman the rest of the way, just being an extra pair of hands to fetch uh, tools and things. Yeah, I'm um, going to interrupt them. And, you know, like, Edgar, can I can I speak with you in the... In the or, you know, can, can you come in here? I shout from the porch out of the rain uh he will come into the house yeah. and i leave yeah i give like norman a nod or something and he purses his lips and stays back to work mm -hmm. um, and i this way and i lead edgar into one of the few front rooms probably the same study i was in unless there's a better this is probably one of the only rooms that's up kept right there are a few rooms, but I think this is probably your favorite. It's got the nice comfy chairs and the fireplace yeah. is already lit and here. A, and there's a bar across the room that I'm going to pour him a drink from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edgar, Edgar comes into the room. Here, have a... Have a drink. And I hand him a glass. Of course, my lord. And he takes the drink, zips on it. Mm -hmm. You like to drink, Edgar? I enjoy a, a stiff drink every now and then, my lord. Mm. 
I nod. Yeah, nothing like a nice, strong one after a hard day's work. All right, Edgar. Yeah, right, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> Helps you forget the troubles of the day. My Ain't that right, are... Edgar? Yes, my lord. There, there are many in, in dark. And I think I just stare him down, trying to get a feel for him. Uh, he tries to make eye contact and laugh and joke all, all of this off, but as soon as you start staring at him, he his mm -hmm. laughter stops and mm -hmm. lowers his gaze. Tell me, Edgar, are you a forgetful man? Um, sometimes, sir. Sometimes. My sister always says I, I forgive my head if it wasn't attached. <laughs> we can arrange that. He <laughs> does not have good answers. Is you there, can go, Edgar? The, and as he on. turns, I put an axe in the back of his head. Uh, let's see how this surprise roll goes with the back attack. If uh, I well, don't kill him, maybe this is just one of those things where the Lord goes mad and swings an axe at the uh, lumberjack over Edgar some... doesn't see it coming. Give me a roll to hit. Uh, plus four for back attack. Uh, two. Yeah, for he's surprised. Totally. 14 is a hit. We'll see if we... Does a four separate his head as requested? No, it does not. A four, the axe comes into the side of the neck, uh, and Edgar drops to the ground in pain, but is still very much alive. And we roll for initiative as he screams. Yes. Where is my... This thing's got a slow backswing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um... Okay. Uh, let's roll initiative. Edgar rolls a seven. Oh, we do have jump scare sounds. Oh, fantastic. Five speed is it? Um, he's he's not even carrying anything, is he? No, he's just got the glass that you gave oh, him. It doesn't even matter. I was going to go to like kick to like finish the job, but I think he gets the jump on me. I still got the bardish in my hand, so if he flees, I'll take an attack of opportunity, but I think he gets the jump. Uh, that's exactly what he does. He falls to the ground with a wound in his shoulder, lets out a, a scream. That Wolves is to flee. Not does, the right he, uh, yeah. does he withdraw, or does no, he just no, go he and run? He, he runs for his life, bolting. Oh, God. I, like, drop the axe. I don't even... He, kick, he, like, clips me as he's rolling for free. Like, I was going to kick him with the axe still in my hand, and he, like, I've got my foot raised, and he knocks the other one out from under me. You and I take a tumble, ground. and he just goes running through the through the front door. He gets up, and, starts heading for the front door, this giant we, wound on him, dripping and bleeding. And we go, uh, we go manhunting. So I'm going to ditch my initiative uh, to switch to a crossbow and take a shot as he probably just goes running for the hedge line. All so maybe right. I get one last back shot at, at this guy. I, I, I can see Malsifer putting down the axe, walking <laughs> patiently towards the front door as he loads the crossbow. Mm -hmm. um, 
you level it and in the darkness as Edgar is fleeing. I think I get one one last shot at this. One last shot. Thirteen oh, should be a hit. That's a hit. And the three points of damage. That's the seven bolt total. flies into the darkness. You hear an oof, but you know it's it's a dark, stormy day. You don't see him fall, but you know you hit him. And I think that's when you probably like look to the side and, and there's Lord Rosegrove standing right next to Norman, the carpenter, I, I like patching the up the house. In hand and I sort of lower it as I look off into the, I guess out to the, out into the, to the rain and over to them. And this is where we take our first break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dicing with Death. Back to Dicing with Death. Yeah, off to a evil start. Most definitely. Um, it's raining. <clears throat> Lord uh, Lord Rosegrove and Norman have just seen you take a crossbow shot at a fleeing Edgar. <laughs> Damn it! And I think I turn and step back into the house. Um, yeah, he's gone, right? Like, he, like, cleared the hedge wall, and he's off at a run into the woods, I'm I mean, sure. Your, your crossbow hit something in the darkness, and you couldn't see if it felled him or if he fled. Yeah, so I think there was a... And I go to turn back into the house, and then I turn and I stride out into the rain to follow the bolt and see what I hit. Um, and I think Edgar, or not Edgar, uh... I need my spreadsheet to even know anyone's name. Norman and Lord Rosegrove just sort of stare, jaws agape at, at the scene, or are they panicking? They stare for a moment, and then Edgar just turns back to the house and keeps working without saying anything or doing anything. Norman does. Edgar's Edgar's the one. Norman does. Norman Um, turns back. He he probably quickens the pace with which he boards up the the window. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The faster he finishes, the faster he can get out of here. Yes. Meanwhile, Lord Rosegrove... It just kind of stands there staring at you and starts moving from like the the hedgerow and like yeah, the little like garden power, along the I'm house. I'm power too. walking down the step. There's probably like a gravel trail or whatever that heads out yeah. to the to the hedge wall. And mm-hmm. uh, I go to see, maybe I go to like look at the drops of blood if I shot him or like a body if I killed him. Probably just some muddy footprints running off the property at a at a sprint. Muddy, bloody footprints. <laughs> yeah, you can see the, the deep impressions where someone has been bolting. You can see the the spread out gravel where someone's body hit the ground and kind of like uh, slid for a moment. And then you can see that the footsteps do continue. Whoever you shot got back up and kept going, um, but they're badly wounded. You can yeah. see the uneven pacing of footsteps in the gravel. How large is my estate? Uh, the the actual grounds. Like, how far out would this hedge wall be? I feel like the hedge wall is probably not too terribly far. You know, mm-hmm. you, this is a small house. It is a small estate. A small group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's less than one round from the 
Yeah, that sounds about right. So less, so like a hundred-ish yards, maybe. At most, it's probably like yeah. maybe there's an inner row of roses that are like waist high. Maybe they're all just waist high. I don't know how how tall the end it would be. Okay, so we're some hundred yards from the from the building. Yeah, crouched in the gravel, looking at these muddy, bloody footprints, and I sort of stand up and turn to Lord Rosegrove. Edgar's a drunk. <laughs> And a forgetful man. Shall I see to it that he for, he does forget? And I like get up and turn to walk back into the house. Okay. And I guess we'll see. I mean, we'll see what Lord or what Rosegrove does, or how he how he interprets that. I think I'm fine. I think I, what I tell myself is that I'd, uh, just what I said, right? Edgar's a drunken, forgetful man. He got the message, but uh, we'll see what comes of that. Mm -hmm. For now, there's probably more pressing matters. So I go back to my pacing, I think, while I wait for Norman to finish up. Okay. And I'll send him on his way as well before I investigate the, or before I go back into the uh, basement. Actually, you know what I can do while I wait? For Norman to leave is go check out that wing of the house you said that was added by the same same man. Same woman. So I think I, I go back and, and I pick up the grandmother oh. Clarice. Great grandmother Clarice. I will uh, go to her journal, grab her journal, maybe any any other documents I thought might be relevant, and go to that wing of the house. Are are there? Is it just that there's no? So this wing of the house is also undocumented. There's just no blueprints for this. They, right. they like. Clarice went and did all these additions without actually updating any blueprints anywhere. It's just unrecorded, un, unrecorded modifications to the to the dwelling. There's a tower that has been tacked onto the corner of a house of the house. Uh, the entrance to the tower is on the second floor from the bedroom that used to be Clarice's bedroom. Used to be the master bedroom. Um, but the, mm -hmm. the construction of the tower necessitated removing some floor space from that room. And it's just kind of a, a creepy, weird room with a tower in it that's sort of left abandoned because it you just get the heebie-jeebies in that place. Um, so you've taken so, another room so that's from where I am. I mean, I, yeah. Is it just a single room hanging off the side of the house? No, there's a, a full-fledged tower that runs all the way up and all the oh, way down, okay. although the, so the entranceway is on the second floor, not on the first floor. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm over in this wing looking around. You said how many, is it two, just two floors? Two story tower? The so tower like a, is three stories. Three stories. So it'd be like a bedroom on top, maybe servants in the basement and like a second floor story access or something like that. Like it was built as this addition to house a sickly old noble. That's the, uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, uh, so the, 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 yeah, the obvious explanation, right? The bedroom is on the middle floor. Uh, and there's a staircase that goes up and down. The downstairs area has a couple of barred windows on the inside that look out. And there's, um, I guess you could call it like a playroom. Uh, this, this man was mentally, ha had problems and was also maybe a little simple. And he enjoyed playing with toys and blocks like a, a child might almost, you know, constructing things hammering them together. It's like a small workshop, you know, hammers, nails, blocks and stuff. Uh, and then upstairs is a, a painting art drawing room. Hmm. Are some of these, are the paintings still there? Has any? Possibly. Have generations yeah. used them since then? 
I think they're just uh, tucked underneath like a, a cloth and just stacked against the wall, probably rotting and mildewing very, very slowly. How close was uh, Norman to finishing, did it look like? Near to done. Okay, so I think I leave the wing. I probably don't even go up to the first or third floor. I probably just walk into it. My memory drifts to the uh, to the creepy playroom downstairs and the, the art whatever upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then I head back outside, or back out to the to the cellar. I met maybe Norman's already gone and he just saw him and he's gone. Rose Grove saw him out. Yep. And I'm going to go back to the uh, cellar and unlock it with the key that I've probably just got in my pocket. Lower the ladder down into the pit. Mm-hmm. And yep, the ladder that's getting inside of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Our Norman probably took his tools with him. Yes. Or was he using uh, tools from the estate? He brought tools with him. So there's no good way to affix this ladder here. But I will, uh, is the rope still around? No, that's also been tidied up and... All right, well, I just use the ladder and I do my best to secure it. Um, Do I take it down with me afterwards or like, because there's no way... Well, yeah, you've got to lower the ladder into the pit to get in, so... Okay, yeah, but I just leave, I'll leave the roof open. That's... Are you going to leave the the hatch open or closed? You can do. Is there a way to close it with a with the ladder? Yeah, the ladder's only like ten feet. Be able to get in and out. (laughs) Yeah, the ladder's like a ten foot ladder, and it's like a thirteen foot pit. So you have to stand on the top of the ladder. It was an eight foot pit, right? Uh, thirteen foot pit. Okay, it just fell eight. You fell fell eight feet, right? You didn't. I fell. The ladder didn't break until you were like most of the way down or part way down. Yeah. So you're back inside. Okay. Yeah, and I shut the. You shut, shut the, the lid. The you can hear the... me and go back to my uh, investigation of this place. Um, and I guess I, I go to give it a thorough, I you know, relight a candle and go to give it a thorough look through. So it seemed like the things of most interest in here are dead zombie in a zombie in a zombie in a metal sarcophagus head in a jar. There's probably some papers that need to be read. Mm-hmm. Are there any other uh, anything else of note as I sort of look around this uh, room in the in the yeah. candlelight? Um, now that you've got the candle that you're walking around the room with, instead of just leaving it by the front entryway, you can see that the table on the back wall from where the ladder would come down mm-hmm. uh, has a full skeleton just laid out on the table. Well, <laughs> yep. Uh, it's covered okay. under a, a simple cloth that you lift up and you see a, a bone and pull the cloth back and there's this full-length person. Um, you have... What what sort of, like, anatomy-style proficiencies do you have? I do have an anatomy proficiency. Okay. I don't know where I got... I think I just read about it. I think there's probably an extensive shelf of the library devoted to, like anatomy like probably more from like a me- first across the gamut like medical probably like intricate drawings of uh a core of what would you call of of an right of cadaver studies or whatever right from some some wizard somewhere mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't i don't know that i would i mean yeah 
you know, some quirky relative at some point had bothered to, or had had that, and so I had that reading growing up. So whatever, I've got this anatomy proficiency. Shall I roll a check for you? Uh, no, if you have anatomy, you can tell that this is an old woman's corpse on the table. <laughs> the the hips are wide with the right sort of gap in them, uh, but the, also the bones look a little frail. Um, mm-hmm. You can see areas where they're worn, and maybe there's not like there's some calcium deficiencies, and there's some small breaks that indicate age. How much documentation is there down here? Is there like, are there books or is it just like? A, there are a few pages of notes. More like here a workshed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the documentation is are quite there tools, sparse. Or is it just? There are tools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there are some old rusted knives. There are some pliers. There's uh, a whole sewing kit as well over here somewhere. Seems is a it still in good shape, or has it corroded over the years? Most of the stuff is in pretty bad shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think because I've got a level one character, I'm going to just play fast and loose with the years of my life Yeah. Um, and explore this system. So I think we're just going to raise everything that we can, which... Skeleton, I think, requires more material components, but I think I can just sacrifice years to bring the zombie back. Let me uh, pull up my beta necromancy rules. Yes. Zombie is just my own life force, right? Into the creature's brain. Right. I assume that these that the zombies already like prepare. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, right? But is that a thing? Can I just give up a year to animate a prepared zombie? Yes. So, uh, you would need to access its brain directly. And okay, so then you would need like... to draw some of your blood and smear it onto its brain with a bit of your life force. Oh. Okay, so there is, so it's, okay. So it's not something I'll be doing instinctually. No, no. Um, mm-hmm. But it's perhaps something that you find on, like, a, there's a, a scrap of paper with some notes on it, and there's a sketch, and it's of a head, and there's, like, a little pattern near the temple where there's, like, a... a a dotted line, like cut on the dotted line, sort of thing, mm-hmm. right over the temple. Uh, and there's some like yeah. markings for blood and things on the paper. I look at the side of Rose's head, the head in the jar, to see if there's an incision on her temple. Not on Rose's head, actually. That okay. one seems to be incisionless. Okay. Then I go about unlocking these the coffin. Mm-hmm. There is a key that you find on one of the tables nearby to unlock the coffin. Mm-hmm. It's in good enough shape that I can, that the lock is. Mm-hmm. The key's rusted, still but the lock is still functional. Well, I uh, insert the rusty key into the socket and give it a, give it a turn. Remove yeah. the chain. Yeah. It's a little tough to, to do, but you get it eventually. Yeah, and it I open up in. the, open up the coffin. Is the whole box metal or just like the bindings? Uh, it's plated. Plated. So probably like like there's strips of metal probably, right? Mm-hmm. Banded. It's mm-hmm. like banded with, uh, with brass. Mm-hmm. All right. And I uh, take a look at this uh, Zombo. It, it has the incision on the side of its head. It does. Uh, it do, it's not moving. It looks just like a regular rotted corpse to you at this point in time. But as you tilt the head to the side, you can see that there is a, a section um, of flesh, a skin that has been sewn over it that does not match the skin tone of the rest of the body. It looks like someone has 
cut open this area and then restitch it back with someone else's skin. Yeah, I mean, I think eventually I'm gonna go about and uh, have a look around. Like, so follow the diagram and maybe trace it backwards. Mm -hmm. So, like, I open the open the side of the head back up and see what's inside. Is it just a direct access port to the like a little flap that opens up and there's the brain? It's a little flap. There's a, a small piece of bone that has been put here with like a. <laughs> like a metal staple just kind of pressed into it or maybe tacked mm -hmm. into it on either side to hold the little section mm -hmm. of bone in place. But you could pry that out, that, those little staples. With yeah, the, if any of the tools here are good enough, or maybe I just have to use like the, the tip of my, my knife. I think the tip of your knife is the best solution. I've got like here. a hunting knife that I pull out and, and pry up the staple and you know trace the, trace the surgery back. Uh, yeah, you've got brain. access to the zombie. Zombies doesn't brain. cost health, right? I don't need. Do I need to bleed? Or does you need drawing a, out the caster's blood, enchanting it, and applying it directly to the corpse's brain? Right. Um, oh, gross! I like sanitize the tip of my knife in the candle flame mm -hmm. for a couple of minutes before I prick my own thumb. Perfect. Oh. Um, sorry, phone's ringing. Um, just a second, sorry. It's fine. He's gonna raise a zombie. Right. So while he's away answering the phone, I'm going to read to you the description of how to create zombies. The caster infuses part of their life force into the zombie. This is done by drawing out the caster's blood, enchanting it, and applying it directly to the corpse's brain. Usually this requires some small amount of surgery. The life force reanimates the nervous system with supernatural strength. Any part of the body that is removed from it will cease to function unless reattached. Only destroying the brain will kill the zombie. Zombies must be the same size as or smaller than the caster. While slow, sluggish, and unsuited to most tasks, zombies are difficult to destroy and have incredible strength. They make excellent diggers, lifters, and pushers, perfect for exhuming freshly buried bodies. They have 18-90 strength, six movement, um, cannot run, jump, climb, or swim, and only very basic intelligence. So, sorry about that. All no good. Uh, uh, making a zombie, right? Yeah. So you apply your blood enchanted with magic, sort yeah, of how does, unknowingly? Does you like actual magic ritual, or There's is it just... There's definitely a process to this, but how, is it instinctual to you? Are you just kind of following? I mean, I'm following the, it sounds like there's drawings. And so I was sort of like poking around, retracing the surgery. And then just, and then I think I was just describing sanitizing the, the knife tip to use mm -hmm. to extract my own blood. Cause I guess I see that noted here. Mm -hmm. And I think I just sort of prick a finger and put a few, I probably am reluctant to, uh, intermingle with the uh with this 
fetid corpse, right? Right. How does for your... my own safety? Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm. A, I got seven con, right? I'm not about to go uh, getting any zombie diseases here. How does this play into your belief of religion and faith and gods? Are, are you praying to them? Are you at communing with them in some way? Or are you just remembering? No, no. I'm channeling the. Uh, this is blood magic, right? It is. Like, I'm, like, just channeling the raw powers of darkness, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean... So I guess it is seeming kind of instinctual. Although I do have these, like, notes you, to follow. You have these notes, but no... But they're incomplete, right? It's not like a... Raising zombies I, I think for it's dummies. seen as my blood intermingling. Like, I just put a drop of my blood. Like, I make the sacrifice, put a drop of my blood on the creature. I mean, I feel another year of my life wrenched out of my uh, soul. Yeah, there's this almost, right. like, ecstatic flow from you, kind of like, um, like a, a rolling high, almost, that kind of trickles from your body through your arm, uh, out through the blood and the hole that you made in your hand onto the creature, and it's sort of this like shivering sensation of pleasure that ripples through really? quickly, very quickly, and then it's gone, and you feel tired and worn a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but the zombie does nothing. It's just there. It's just it's a body. So I don't lose that year of my. You do uh, year, lose a year. Absolutely, you drain a year of your life. Wait, it doesn't work. You're telling me my ritual wasn't good enough. I'm I telling you that the zombie doesn't move off. the moment that you oh, yeah, raise yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It's just, it's a corpse. But is it risen? Can I feel, I guess I can't feel it without losing another year, and we're not going to do that. How do I control a zombie? I mean, I can just do the same thing I did before, but now that I can, now that I can touch it, I can possess back. Oh, no, possession does require a year as well. All these powers mm -hmm. age. Yes, all of your spells will age you or require HP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I can just tell zombies what to do. Try it. So Give I'm like snapping my fingers in front of its face, like. Uh, it has a blank effect. Wake up. And I. Does nothing. Are its eyes open or is it? Yeah, its eyes have been open the whole time. They never closed even when you killed it. Rise. And I. I think I'm speaking it's, in Gadian. So step forward and just steps out of the like coffin. Steps out of the coffin. Mm -hmm. That's 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 enough. I'm speaking in uh, old Gadian, which is certainly what my parents would have spoke to me growing up. Mm -hmm. Do, does the rest of the village speak this dead tongue? I think your people are one of the few that do still speak it. But there are, but the whole, but the village of the village does like mm -hmm. so this is what they would have spoken down in the camp yeah mm -hmm. if i would have ever you know gone to market think, or whatever to mingle amongst the people i think they, you uh, all speak gadian by default and then okay. some of you know uh eridonian mm-hmm mm -hmm. okay well you have a zombie now it's under your control and your command. Do I need to issue verbal commands, or is it the gesture that can, like, can I sit it back down just with the intention of commanding it? It needs or a verbal it? command, yeah. Interesting. Um, although... Does it need you... to be audible, or can I, like, whisper under my breath? 
it seems it, it needs distance. to be audible. It needs to hear. With it its... needs to hear the command. Even though it doesn't right. necessarily have ears or a way of hearing, it its sensory understanding is yeah okay understood. Uh, then I only issued, I would only have issued a few successful commands, mm-hmm. gesturing it around, and eventually you know have something back lay down and get in the coffin. And uh, um, I think I would go to look at some of the other stuff and with the coffin open, and eventually get a little freaked out and lock it back up again. <laughs> Does the fact that it's animated and under my control not alert me in any way unless I use the detect spirits ability? Correct. Like so, I'm not really aware of its presence. Nope, it's just well, another I... thing in the room. All right. Well, I uh, yeah, I animate it. Um, Done. Blow on my sore finger, but I guess it didn't take any HP, right? Nope. It's just, it's just a, a, a small prick. Ritualistic bloodletting, and I block uh, it back up, chain it back up, All and right. go back to the. Other... Is there a chair to sit on? So I think I just sit there down is. and go through the. Do I find any mention of uh, Rose in the documentation? The severed head. Um, no. No, the documentation in this room does not mention Rose. Interesting. Alright, um... Does it mention the zombie, the skeleton? It mentioned it had some of the zombie rituals on. Like I, I found drawings of the zombie surgery. Mm-hmm. Are there similar notes on the skeleton? Yeah, there's a. There, I mean, what else? Yeah, what else? There's is here? some documentation over near the skeleton, um, talking about the process of raising it. Uh, there's a, a symbol of a little doggy next to it with a, a dagger through its neck and X's over its eyes. And the dog's body's overlaying on top of the, the skeletal corpse. This was written like a hundred years ago. These aren't these aren't hieroglyphics, right? <laughs> yeah, you can. Ab- they're absolutely like legible. This was instructions meant to be left behind, or was it a like a note? No, this is more of like someone's own notes with like little marks in the margin, like what mm-hmm. happened to fur. And you're like, what the fuck, fur? I don't know what they're. You know, they. It's incomprehensible only because it's a person's personal notes that don't necessarily. It's not written like an instruction manual. Yeah, it's like opening up someone's DM notes. It's just a mess. So, oh, I totally. So, one thing I wanted to be a. We need animals. Yeah, they're out there in the night. They're out there in the night, but I don't think we have any on hand quite yet. I I was thinking about making, getting, having a hound seems like a thing that you would keep in the woods, right? Having like a hound master, dogs. Is that a is that a thing? Is that a profession in this village? I don't think in this village there are probably people who keep dogs, but not professionally. Okay, there's no hound master I could have called to chase uh, Edgar off into the night. No, no, you've got a small, tiny little village. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, there are plenty of dogs around here, but no professional breeders. But we do have. There's probably plenty of hunters, right? Mm-hmm. And we also need, I think chickens are the way to go, like economically. They're the most, uh, right? Does chicken sacrifice, can that, will that work for a skeleton? Do it. A skeleton needs, what is that, a small animal? Um, let's see, a small animal. So a chicken might work. 
chicken's a small animal. Might be a little too small. Is, I mean, should... it, they only cost five copper. I mean, right. if, if you think chicken sacrifice, I mean, chicken sacrifice is certainly a thing to do, right? That's a yeah. That's some hoodoo voodoo. Is that is that sufficient to? Uh, Maybe you should get a couple of chickens daily. just in case one doesn't work. <laughs> Depending on how fat the chicken is, it may yeah. not have enough blood for the whole the whole spell. Right. Better safe than sorry. Get yourself a few chickens. Okay. Um, at some point, I will emerge from the cellar. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to send Lord Rosegrove to get us some chickens. And I'll probably issue the incongruous command to you know, tell the hunters to bring back live animals, the hunters and the trappers to bring back live animals, mm-hmm. uh, if, if possible. Mm-hmm. I'd okay. like to start a menagerie. Uh, Lord Rosegrove <laughs> asks you, t- tonight, you want chickens tonight? Uh, for morning, for breakfast. Of course, my lord. I will... I, yeah, I think he's probably used to uh, odd commands now. Mm-hmm. I think we're uh, we're establishing character here, but I, there's no reason to believe that today is different than any other day in the <laughs> in the life or the death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll order. I'll you know I'll send him like, chickens. I'm sure. Yeah, I could send. He could head into the camp and buy a couple of chickens off of people. Easy. Yeah. Tell the hunters, you know, that we're raising the price on, you know, if they can bring him in alive, which is sort of an odd thing, but, you know, for an extra couple. I wonder if we give the serfs, if we pay them, we certainly wouldn't be paying, or I know we pay them in one way or another, but we wouldn't be paying them. We probably keep the Arcadian crowns or whatever they're called limited, right? I don't know that we would be paying them with copper from the. Right. This is a feudal system, so these people owe you labor. And yeah. so they, they don't see money. We're not going to be paying them right, right. copper. Maybe something like this is where he would tell them, where he would reward them with actual copper for if they bring in live animals. Every how person it, owes you a certain amount of labor like, or a certain amount of food or whatever a year. So that's can, typical, but it would be an odd thing to for Rosegrove to go into town and be like, get him a. Yes. Bring, bring him back alive. Yeah, bring him back alive for the you know copper for uh, extra copper on the you know they mm-hmm. are they ordinarily would have to go do the hunting for the village. But mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe they'll snag a live fawn or something out there. Yeah, doggos. I think are can't sacrifice the doggos, but I think hounds would be a good idea. They're just kind of expensive. Well, you could just get a dog, goats, not like a, a proper. Sacrif- oh, goat sack. We need goats. Goats are what they're. Are, are there goats in the? Do they? Does anyone tend goats, or is that too uh, niche of a thing in a little hunting village like this? There are definitely goats and sheep and cows and regular um, livestock about. Yeah, goat sacrifice faux show i go and i like shout that he's probably like getting his coat and stuff ready and his boots on to like head into head into market it's probably like at evening it's probably just about sundown mm-hmm. uh i'm like goats buy some goats while you're in while you're in town was it 200 copper i've definitely got 200 copper. oh yeah i got seven so that's that's two gold mm-hmm would he have to pay, or do we just own, do we just own the goats? Like, how how do you want the economy to work in this in this game? Uh, well, I think the the appropriate way for the economy to work is you can just call for a certain amount of supplies from your people, 
and <laughs> I'll let you know when you start like over taxing what you okay, would normally Okay, so he's just gonna he's here. just gonna go steal someone's goats in the night. <laughs> Is that? It? I mean, if you send Lord Rosegrove to do it, he will he'll go and get the goats from the people who owe you goats. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, a certain amount of food and a goat will Rosegrove count as X amount of wouldn't, it. Wouldn't have to do that, would he? I, or do I do I need to go do that myself? You can do it or he can do it. It's totally up to you. I need like a tax man, but in a village of 250, is there a tax man? No, I... I think everyone's just, they know what their obligations are and they fulfill them and no, no one really so has there's gotta be, we've got to, there's gotta be someone else. Rosegrove is the, uh, he's the gardener. He's the groundskeeper. It made sense okay. for him to go fetch the carpenter to fix okay. accident on the property. Mm-hmm. But I think there's gotta be someone, another con, or I mean, if not, we're going to make, we're going to meet that someone in this village that would, I mean, like a, a, ta- a tax man or like a warden, a, what do they call the bailer? Bailiff? Is that a thing? A bailiff? No, it's too small. Sure it's just a little about. like, I'm thinking of some, some position in the, amongst the people. Hmm. I need an intermediary. So you're looking for someone like a, but I don't know that someone would exist in a community. This, this, I think small. there's probably a, I, not quite a sheriff. You know but what like I do. Local you know, law Tomas would could, would do this. I, I would. Uh, Tomas would go to town to get to get chickens and goats. It, he's the cook and the uh, and the housekeeper. Does anyone do, get, go out and fetch me errands? Maybe this is unusual that I'm like having to go do things. I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just the three of us in the house. Yes. I need, I need some more people. Maybe just, yeah. Sheriff, is there, there's gotta be a, sh- is there there's, any law enforcement? There's a, or am I the, maybe I'm the law, I, but I'm not a, I'm not I a think sh- there's I'm, a single law enforcement agent in town. Uh, sheriff yeah, like might I'm, be the, the title, but it's probably just, you know. Cause I, old. I'm certainly the law of the land, but I've got one HP. I've got seven, I'm a noble, right? I mean, I, just cause I've, just cause I'm the one, I probably have to do the executions. I don't know how often we execute anyone out here. Rarely. That's what that axe is for. But yeah. I think, I, but I don't think there's any way that I am in right, keeping the order. There's yeah. got to be or is it like a, a judge. I'm trying to I think, think what it's a single, sheriff. A I sheriff. Is sheriff the, is the appropriate term who keeps the peace in town, makes sure that everyone does what they need to do and will protect the people if there's an actual threat, um, which there rarely is. You know, the hunters so can take care of the, a lot of things out there, but, uh, if a brigand were to come through, the sheriff would be the one taking care of it. All right. Um, okay, but I don't actually think I want the sheriff right now. Okay. I think, I think for this first errand, the cook mm-hmm. can probably just go fetch me some animal sacrifices. Sure. We need a better long-term plan, but I think it's probably Tomas that has to go to town after dark and, uh, or at, and, you know, at sundown in the rain. And he's already <laughs> disappointed you today. So. He's already disappointed me once today. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know why I'm agonizing over who goes to town for the groceries, but... All right. Tomas things goes... are important. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rosegrove uh, delegates Tomas. Mm-hmm. 
and the hunters. Maybe they both go. Maybe Rosegrove has to go talk to the hunters. Yeah, as the groundskeeper, he's got to go talk to the hunters, tell them about, tell them to bring back animals, the hunters and trappers, tell them to bring back animals alive. Mm-hmm. Tomas goes to... To fetch the live the shepherds chickens. and whatnot to go tell them that their taxes are up and that they owe us a goat and steal someone's goat right mm-hmm. around, barge in on their dinner and take their goat. Mm-hmm. Such is the life of a, of a serf. Yes. Um, so that night, you will get back a live goat and a clutch of chickens in a, a little basket. Hmm. I don't think I'm going to need to record those on my uh, population. No, it'll be fine. As pets, but we're going to start trying to... Yeah. Stock some animals here. Mm-hmm. And presumably Rosegrove gets back. No one, like, breaks their neck on the trails in the middle of the night or gets ambushed by... Uh... No, everyone returns. Nice. And... Uh, so do you, are you going to continue working this night or are you going to um, wait until get, the next day? If they get back during the night with, uh, mm-hmm. chickens? Yeah, the... A goat? Thomas, Tomas does get back with a goat and four chickens. Um, he starts by taking them into the kitchen as if he's going to prepare them for the next day. Uh, keep, no, no, these, these aren't for, uh, t- for eating Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, don't don't cook don't cook these ones. Just uh, they're, they're all uh, and I like take the animals off his hand. The chickens I assume are in like little cages or something. Mm-hmm. There's a goat on a leash. I just walk up and I grab. I, I tend the animals myself. Okay. He I mean, you have says an animal nothing. Hand- I'm I'm pretty good at animal handling actually. Yep. So uh, uh, he says nothing I and just leaves you uh, with the take these chickens and the goat and like do we have i think we have i think there is a stables on the property mm-hmm. that is empty i can't we can't the house can't afford horses at the time but at one point a stables was built mm-hmm. would it be attached to the mansion or is it a no building no, no it's off a separate freestanding building like yeah. a, across the little gravel uh yeah it's a little barn drive. area um for visiting people to stable their animals or you know it, it gets use it just doesn't have a um, a consistent population. Okay, so then I go and I set up the chickens and the goat in the in the stables. Mm-hmm. And what is necessary for a skelly? Do I need? Let's let's read this great skeleton description. Way down. Eight skeletons, ancient remains given life again. Um, can't have any flesh. So this one's already been prepared for me. I just need vessel skeleton life force small animal spiritual force none so it just needs an animal sacrifice right i don't actually That's need it. to give up anything of my own mm-hmm. um i think in honor of zweihard we have to sacrifice the goat first right of course that's just course. that's how that's how that's the rules right yeah 
Okay, so the chickens are set up in the are are in the uh, in the stables, but the goat is getting dragged with me uh, down into the murder basement to die. Um, I think I just kind of chuck it down the hole, right? Like, how? What's the easiest way to get a goat in a hole? <laughs> it's, this is not a good scene. <laughs> I, I, so I, I'm, yeah, so I'm dragging this poor goat around on a, on a, on a, on a rope leash. Um, the window is fortunately boarded up, so Tomas and Rosegrove are, and Lord Rosegrove are not uh, peering at me through the window. No, they're inside, they tending the to things. Of the goat. Um, bah! 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I need to do the sacrifice down there, or can I just do it up here? And... No, no, you, the sacrifice needs to be over the body. It yeah. needs to be directly there. You're gonna have to just throw the goat down the hole. I mean, you're gonna kill it anyway. <laughs> Who cares if you break its legs on the way down, Ryan? Yeah, I have. I'm. I guess I climb down first, and I drag the goat. God, I hold on the rope. Let's roll an animal handling check to see if uh, goat trusts me. All right. No. No, I don't. I think it's a. I think it's a. It's a, a lot of noise. by this hole. It is not wanting to go down. It came with <laughs> you willingly all the way up here, but now at the the precipice of the the basement, the goat is digging in its heels, and you're going to have to, like, lift it up and yeah. carry it down this thing. It's un- awkward and uncomfortable. The goat is struggling and crying yeah. the entire time. Can I roll an opposed strength check versus the goat? Please do. Oh, my God, the goat rolls Third. really well. I roll really well, too, oh, and you I'm roll strong. Better than the goat. Okay. But I have to wrestle this goat, right? Mm-hmm. I, like, grab hold of its horns and force it down, and I think I just throw it down the hole and like probably break its legs in the fall and it's really ugly. Ooh, it rolls a three on its saving throw. Yeah, it hits the ground. You hear the crack of something. It lets out a <laughs> goat punishment. And I climb down the ladder after uh, after this poor goat and uh, yeah. hoist the uh, twitching body onto the skeleton table. Yeah. And finish the job with a knife, with the hunting knife. Slitting its throat and spraying its blood all over the uh, all over the skeleton, which I think is enough to animate it. Correct? Uh, there's some magic that goes with it, right? It's not just pure blood on skeleton. Um, I feel like it's more about the ritual. Mm-hmm, definitely, me, dragging the goat down the hole was the ritual. Mmm. Right. Okay. And the whole braying, the, all the horrible noise was the uh, verbal component. Uh, <laughs> the spell and okay. the blood splatter you know just the random chaotic blood splatter like the fact that the fact that it is random blood splatter is like you couldn't draw out the symbol to raising the skeleton right it just it, it has just, to spray where it's got to it be sprays. the perfect the perfect splash okay so the the blood splatters across the skeleton and you see it's been laid out here and the whole thing sort of just like moves together all the bones sort of Join next yeah, to probably the... just ever so. Although I get, you know, it's laid out in yeah. like a two-dimensional surface, but it's got to make a three-dimensional. So it all just kind of comes Everything together, just tightens and all attaches. the joints. Yeah, reattach. And the skeleton is now just lying there on the ground. 
And this that did it for the goat, right? Oh, the Maybe goat it... is fucking gone. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It, it's everywhere. Now you have a skeleton and a zombie. I take care of the goat. I drag the goat back up the ladder. It's probably not long. It was probably just a few minutes later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I, I drop it off in the kitchen. And uh, Tomas can... Tomas like, is cleaning up the... Tomas has to cook this improperly. My lord, did you, did you want me to cook this for breakfast? Oh, it's tenderized already. And I drop it off at the kitchen and head back to my... Uh, he lets out a I, sigh, I mean, rolls uh, up his sleeves. You you notice the basement. kitchen was like cleaned for the night. He was about to go to bed, but now he gets out his butcher's block and sets to work butchering the goat. You you know he'll be here all night setting this up properly, but that's his job. This uh I don't know where I thought this campaign was gonna go. But here no, we I, are. Yeah. Um Am I tired? No, not at no. all. Despite the years of life drain? Yeah, you, somehow you feel fairly exhilarated, actually. Well, I guess we're gonna... The whole house will be up all night. Lord Rosegrove out late, issuing uh, order, treat, you know, is, issuing orders and chatting with trappers and uh, mm -hmm. huntsmen. Mm-hmm. The real question Probably is... Having the, I don't know what sort of story he tells, but... Uh, and the uh, and Edgar, whether he's, you know, he's down there, like, he tried to kill me! Does the sheriff show up and wind up dead too? No. Your house is left alone, and mm -hmm. you are left to decide... So I think if, I, yeah, go ahead. Do you, what you're going to do for the night. Are you going to... So I spend that night in, in the basement. Mm -hmm. Candlelight pouring over the notes. Um, the Gendead require verbal commands. Is that that's that's the uh, is that correct? Yes. And the uh, possess only works on zombies. No, nope, the possess will work on skeletons too. Really? Any undead that you create. So I will practice for the possessing. I just need to touch the skeleton and/or zombie, and I can. Take control, but but then my body goes limp, right? And I have to then touch myself with the uh, with the body to uh, switch yes. back and forth. Yes. If I uh, if I if I am touching the skeleton, can I flip back and forth between the two? Like no. if we're in, in contact, you can switch back and forth, or is no. it like a... it's one casting to possess one creature, and then oh, but it takes a year. I'm not going to practice that. Yeah, yeah. You have lots of years. No, well, we did it the once. I'm just clarifying mechanically before I do it again. <laughs> okay. And then we've got all these life drain things to uh, gain HP. And, and it's getting years back really just a matter of sacrificing... Person. A person? This is the a perfectly renewable resource, right? Yes, yes. As long as there's there's souls to spare, you just uh, use souls to gain your life back, use life to cast spells, and the cycle of life and death continues. Yes. Hmm. Um, the, the draining of 
life to the sacrificing of a target through vampiric touch is a little bit more complicated of a ritual and it's probably not one that you know of yet it doesn't um, matter i've got one hp so what the heck am i gonna do with the dream life spell we can we can role play discovering that ability at some point later yeah. <laughs> yeah. but i was talking about vampiric touch to get your um, lifespan the the years of your life back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that is okay. a slightly more complicated ritual. Okay. Human sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Humans cannot sacrifice goats or goblins. Watch me. <laughs> you can sacrifice them, but you don't get HP uh, years of your life for sacrificing goats. Mm -hmm. Worthless to you. Okay. Um, yeah, so I spend a fevered night cataloging whatever's in that basement. Am I able to get through all of the reading in Yeah, this, there's in just the a few small notes, um, and they're mm -hmm. not... They don't make a lot of sense on the road. You feel like what you would need... What about the bricked-up section? Am I able to sort up. out what's behind there? Not without tearing it down. Do I think I could do that without impacting the structural integrity of the building. Yeah, it's not a load-bearing brick wall. It's patched up a doorway. In theory, you should be able to remove all the bricks without damaging anything. You're going to need a sledgehammer, though. Which you have somewhere around the or house. Can a zombie just punch a hole in it with his 18-90 strength? There's only one way to find out. Zombo. Remove remove that brick. The zombie walks over to the wall and probably claws at it ineffectually. Starts grabbing at the brick and clawing at it. Um, it looks like he just can't quite get a grip on the brick. The mortar is too good. Mm -hmm. um, stop, yeah. stop, stop. You see little bones sticking out of its fingertips where it was trying to that's just rip that's disgusting clean that up it does nothing it doesn't take its fingernails no no uh, i like shove it away from the wall mm. does it seem like this corpse is uh decaying and nasty or was it like prepared in a some sort of ritualistic way um was it pickled it was not pickled no it, it looks like it is subject to the effects of decay Okay. Perhaps at a slower rate than normal, but it's still decaying. Um, with this in mind, actually, now that you're thinking about it, it's possible that this was a very fresh corpse when it was first laid here, and that, you know, it's been here for, what did we say, like 90 years or something? 100 years, maybe? Mm -hmm. And so the amount of decay on it that you see is only that of a few years... Now, maybe maybe this was a perfectly fresh body initially. All right, get back in your coffin, and I'm going to lock him back up. Okay, you lock him back up in its coffin I'm gonna again. Think about what to do with that brick wall. got to figure out what's behind there. Is there a way to get there from inside of the house? You Can don't I try know. to locate this? Like, from Is there a basement to the house? There is a basement, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave I'll lock up the uh, the cellar we'll call it mm -hmm. and go back into the house and try and sort out what where this is in relation to the house's basement sure um, is the basement like storage for kitchen stuff or what else do we have down there all the old stuff that you don't really need you know random paintings miscellaneous tables and chairs and 
flatwares and things. It's the just like, it's become the junk room of your house with generations of junk piled into it. You've mm. not seen everything that's down there. You know, this house is too big for your family already. Uh, I think as you're walking around, Lord Rosegrove finds you and says, I, my lord, if you have nothing else for me, I'll go to bed. Mm. Yes. Sleep well, Lord Rosegrove. I need a shorter name for him. Uh, I didn't he, expect to have to, to interact with him this much. He gives you a bow and uh, heads off to bed, leaving you to explore the basement on your own. Yeah. Um, in the basement, you can no longer hear the rain on the house anywhere. The sounds are gone. Yeah, and I look around and try and find the side of the basement wall. You know, try and just get a feel for the space and see if I can imagine how far that way the, uh, I mean, I know I'm not a dwarf and I don't get these dwarf floor abilities, mm-hmm. but uh, just using my brain to yeah. work out, you know, how far that way must the cellar, be, must the outdoor cellar be. check. We'll see if you can get it on your first time or if it's going to require some investigation. No, no, it's going to take some investigation. God, the house layout is weird. You know, you're, it's certainly facing in towards the house, but you're not sure how far the basement is from that section of the wall. They could be close together, or there could be like a gap of up to 15 feet between the two sections. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps that goes to a... Perhaps it doesn't connect with the house, or perhaps it does and it's just hidden. Okay. I think I'm going to set this problem aside and go to sort, see to sorting out who Rose is. So I want to go back through the library and see if I can figure out who this person is, or maybe through the old journals. Yeah. You start paging through them, and there is a section in your great grandmother's journal that uh, details the. Uh, this might be a little confusing, but the affair her husband was having uh, with a, a local girl named Rose. Hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know this man had uh, depreciated mental abilities and was kind of locked away. Were there depreciated his... mental abilities before or after the affair? <laughs> uh, it doesn't say. You know, this is. He thinks, I mean, maybe he uh, had an affair with this Rose, and uh, the missus didn't take too kindly. And you doubt you'll ever find evidence of this theory, but it. Well, in any case, there's a. I mean, Rose's head is in the uh, in the cellar, right? <laughs> um, well. Yep. Okay. So I think probably at four or five in the morning, I'll finally go to bed, right? Okay. Go to bed. You wake up the next day uh, to the sound of <laughs> chickens. Yeah, I uh, I have an animal handling. I should know how to handle chickens. Maybe I have to go let the chickens out and give them uh, some food. I think it's just that Whereas... they've gotten out in the night. You know, the rain has oh. stopped, but somehow the... The wind blew a door open in the barn. and The chickens are running around the outside. You can see Tomas running <laughs> out there, his arms outstretched, chasing chickens. Um, 
and a moment, a few moments later, the the door to your bedroom opens and in comes Lord Rosegrove with a uh, a goat plate for you. Good morning, my lord. Hmm. How are you? Uh, well, well rested. Mm. That goat smells me. delicious. I I yeah, just set it just set it over there, and I I get out of bed and uh, I think dismiss Lord Rosegrove unless he has something he uh, he nope. wanted to report. Nope, he just brings you your food and then leaves you in peace to read your morning mm-hmm. paper or the medieval equivalent of the morning paper. Yeah. So. Count, count the hairs in your goat. That's what you do. Um, yeah. The storm has passed. It's a semi-cloudy day outside, but you can see the, the clouds rolling away and clear blue skies coming in. Mm-hmm. You can smell the sea air. Uh, it's a peaceful day. And I think maybe then you start to remember, oh yeah, there were some dark things that happened last night. Yeah. I I think I take a walk outside. It's a, it stopped raining? Yeah, it stopped Sun raining. Sun shining. Mhm. I think I take a fair bit of a walk out into the uh outlying lands. I think to the remains of the old orchard. Mm-hmm. It's probably on the bluffs overlooking the uh, ocean. What's the weather usually? Is it it's te- pretty temperate here, right? Mhm. This yeah. could be a, a thriving, uh, probably once was a thriving orchard, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, now that it's Peaches, been burned, but... Yeah, ripening in the sun. Hmm. Yeah, not since it's been burned. But it's, uh, if anything, that's maybe a reminder of the dragon and the, all the... Uh, turbulence, the chaos unfolding in the world around us. Mm -hmm. I think the time is now. For hundreds of years, my family has uh, hid here in the woods on the coast biding our time. But uh, it's time to take back what's ours, right? So it sounds like raise the, our, raise the uh, army of our ancestors and take back Pinespur, right? That's the first log- logical step. Uh, or so my family were displaced nobles. Are we? Do we have a, an ancestral estate, or do we just are? Would we? Would I see myself as heir to Pinespur? Uh, you would probably you had an ancestral estate near Pinespur. It has since been given away to some other f- low, low family that was raised to be a higher noble family in this area now because of their mm-hmm. loyalty during the invasion to the wrong side. Um, I think that the bright, cheery morning is quickly overcome with this thought of revenge. Yeah. I, I take it this is something that has been running in your family for a long time now, this idea of revenge. Yeah. Yeah, that we are... Yeah, that we are... Uh, proper heirs to the throne of... Uh, was it called Pinespur before? Mm-hmm. Or was the, it... Was, it was always Pinespur. It was always Pinespur. We're the pop, proper heirs to Pinespur and the kingdom of 
Gadia. And maybe it's not even... Like, I don't know if there are other displaced noble families in in the area or how much, right? Or, it's been too long. All the other families have eventually Yeah, collapsed. or if winter is even the direct line, we may be like cousins. Or, I mean, it's been hundreds of years. But in any case, we have uh, noble blood and... Uh, Mm-hmm. And that we're—I mean, we're just—it's always—it's probably one of those things, you know. In five or ten years, we'll—it'll uh, be time, and probably generations of uh, Lord Winters have told their uh, told their children that, right? Mm-hmm. We are heirs, and you know, in just a, just a few years, our uh, our time will come, and yeah, but that's the story that's been passed down, and. Whatever truth there might have been about how close you were to the royal family is long lost to your family's personal history of <laughs> we are the rightful heirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, this has got to be it. This has got to be a key to the key to my blood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what I'm going to do, I mean, so Pine's first seems like it's the goal. Um, I think my first task is going to be to locate, be locating some bodies for the uh, the army that uh, to come mm-hmm. um, and I think I'm going to try and locate cemeteries probably even like cemeteries of my own people like I, maybe that's something that's uh, important at least at the start to like raise back the uh, the armies of old Gadia maybe there's like a big battle a famous battle site I could find so I'm going to be looking through records for old, maybe old military graveyards or grave or yeah. So yeah. So it'll be uh, back to the books for me. What about this? Benjamin, this bricked up on portal. my mind. Say again. What about the bricked up portal? Um, we'll come back to that. Okay. It's been sealed up for a hundred years. It can it can wait a day or two. Okay. Let's let's make plans for a. Uh, Conquest. Conquest first, at least for now, at least today. Mm-hmm. Are there any such things? Like, I, am I able to find any mention of a of a military graveyard or an old Gadian battle where Gadian soldiers might be buried in mass? Well, you know that during the war, the Eridonians just landed right here, if you're looking at the map, mm-hmm. and uh, marched straight on Pinespur. It was just a, you know, there was a, a small battle at the landing site, and then a battle at the woods, and then a battle at the capital. Uh, and once the capital was taken, then it was, you know, series of skirmishes and battles across the island as um, individual strongholds were taken. But mm-hmm. the the three big events would be the landing, the battle at the edge of the woods, and the battle at Pinespur itself. Hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty one-sided war. Really? So it was basically just one. I mean, it was probably a long, drawn-out uh, correspondence and just a single landing, right? Just a one batch of ships dropped off way too many soldiers and they crushed yeah. the resistance. I mean, if you just look at the size of Eridon as compared but was, to... But then peace Asia. was negotiated, right? Yeah, yeah. And bodies sent home. Although we've been... We, we fled our... Uh, yeah, so we would. Um, so maybe the graveyards are in Pinespur, 
What do we have out here? Do we have? You have, have a have graveyard. Like, You've had the town here for a hundred well, years. That seems better, yeah, because everyone in this village is uh, is Gadian. Mm-hmm. We got a whole Gadian cemetery right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, generations have been born, raised, and died here. Yeah, at Winter's Reach. Mm. How far out? Where's the cemetery in relation to the estate? Uh, I think the the village is maybe a quarter mile from the estate, fairly close, but mm-hmm. you know a little bit of distance. And the cemetery is in the village, like in the okay. village, right Next, next to the so church. Let's, yeah, let's see the village. We haven't. I mean, I know you are eager to get behind the brick wall, but uh, oh, I, we can take our time. We'll, we'll take I, our time. So let's let's see the village for the first time. I think uh, Malcifer is going to pull on his boots and his uh, leather coat. Mm-hmm. And head into town. I think we leave the weapons behind. That probably right. I don't. It's not typical for me to wander around town with a an axe strapped to my back. No, that would be a little weird. Or a cro- or a loaded crossbow, especially after the rumors of uh, my attack on. Uh, he probably did. He take a bolt in the back. Did he run into town with a with an arrow in him? I don't know. Sorry, I'll stop uh, speculating. Let's head into town. Right. No, I got my hunting Yeah, it is a small little town here. Um, oops, it's not this one. There's not a lot to it. Uh, we said what, 250 people, probably mm-hmm. like five people to the house. So we're looking at maybe more than five people to a house. Uh, we're looking at like 50 buildings total. In, in 50? 50 times five. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. So I would guess about half of those are probably wagons that have been converted. The wheels have been taken off and they've mm. been converted to slightly more permanent shelters, but they're just basically wooden boxes. Yeah. And things have been like tacked a, on and like a ring around, probably around, you know, there's probably a big bonfire to the typically burns in the center. Okay. Yeah. And there's do. like business around that. Maybe they've got. There's probably us. mostly hunters, tanners, loggers. There's probably a big mill. It's probably one of the few major buildings, I would guess, right? The mill, there's a church that's been established. Yeah, an old, an old chapel. It is not, it would be a, it, it would be a church too. It wouldn't be a... It would not be a church, typical... Right? It would, no, it would, if, yeah. It would be a... I think it would, the chapel itself, they probably, there's probably no cleric, or there's certainly not a cleric, no... Uh, no priest. Even no preach. No preacher. There's probably an old chapel, mm-hmm. and it's not an Arcadian chapel. I think it would mm-hmm. just be it would just be benches that arrange north to south, or something facing north to south. Mm-hmm. Problem is, and I don't think I mean it's a chapel of the old god people. It's probably still a public building that people go and pray in in their mm-hmm. own way or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And the, so the old gods are ill-defined, and it's not like there's any symbology of them. Everyone just comes and does their own version of worship and prayer and their own yeah. sort of things. There's but no we, one here to direct the, the congregation. Yeah, there, I think it's... Yeah, there is but a the people here have all it. been... They've all been raised... They've all been told as they've been raised that they have they are of the old blood. Right. The, uh, the people of, you know, of Gadia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and that they're yeah. Anyways, so what's uh? 
What's it like in town today? Am I? Uh, you are attracting many stairs in town yeah. today. Many, many stairs. Okay, I think I walk past and just go straight to the graveyard. You get to the the temple, the little church, the oh, graveyard it's out around the it. chapel. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did we say the yeah, sheriff's name was? Did we name the sheriff? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not named the sheriff. We have noted him amongst the numbers, though. Okay. Uh, is it a male sheriff? Um. Uh, you didn't tell me. I don't think. I don't think we decided. You can. You roll can... For it. I'll roll for it. Yeah. I'm... It is a male sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um. His name is Freddy. Is, and uh, Freddy's a little bit older. Uh, I'm going to okay. say he's in his 50s to 60s, somewhere in that area. He's been the sheriff here for a long time. His family before him was the sheriff, and his son or daughter or whatever will be the sheriff after he dies. Is he, is, does he take care of taxes as well? Yeah, he's probably the one that makes sure everything gets paid, and he's probably got like a little ledger... Or he keeps mm-hmm. track of who owes who what and yada yada. Yeah, and he probably in the same way also had, keeps track in his ledger of disputes. Mm-hmm. You know, you insulted so-and-so's honor, so uh, here's the uh, recompense. I, I don't know what the what their laws are like, but he's probably it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And anyway, does he does he come and find me? Yeah, you see him walking up to you as you are uh, standing in the graveyard, looking over mm-hmm. these tombstones, deciding on which ones you want to... Are they on the far yeah. side of the... Uh, they're, like, out on the edge of town? No, I think the, 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 the church the is fairly central to the camp, probably. Okay. okay, so there's just a little yard out back? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I probably walked through the bear chapel. Mm-hmm past the pews and then like out the back door mm-hmm. and as you're out and here I'm in like, the, the graveyard Freddy comes up to you and says Lord Winters good day hi yes Freddy there is a um, small matter that might need your attention my lord mm. what is it he approaches more closely and says in a low tone, I have <clears throat> arrested and detained one of the drunks in town. He uh, came in last night screaming like a banshee, crying all sorts of crazy things. I, I don't know if he was attacked in the woods, but he was wounded and ranting and raving like a madman. <clears throat> and why does this concern me? Don't you usually take care of such civil matters, Freddy? I, I do, but he said that you were the one who attacked him. Me? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, this is clearly preposterous, but uh, if it would uh, help you settle things, I can... Uh, 
come uh, assist you. Only if you have something you would like done with him. Yeah, we go off to. Uh, yeah, I go off. I start walking towards. Is there a sheriff? Is there is a sheriff's? Yeah, he's got a very yeah. small little hut here. Um, okay. It's pretty much just a jail and some. Room yeah, I don't to stand think inside. there would be a jail. I think we would like to tie people up and like like have friend that's in the street in front of it. Like, what are the, what are those little like wooden things that you get stockades? Stockades would that be? Yeah, a... but you might need a place to hold someone before you put them in the stockades. Like, you might need a drunk tank to hold them overnight. Or I think in a community of two hundred and fifty people, it probably wouldn't be necessary to. You don't think so? Right? How often are you going to have someone locked up in a? I mean, I think either like you pub, you like someone does something atrocious and you drag them out to the stockades, or like hmm. lynch mob style, or like. Well, then maybe he's just been locked in the sheriff's house then, because um, he wanted to detain him in a non-public place for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So if there's no jail, then. I think he's just locked him in the sheriff's own personal house for the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he brings you back to his house and opens the door. The house has been messed apart. The bed's been flipped over. Everything's been torn down and knocked over. Uh, and there is Edgar propped up against a wall. Uh, blood on the wall, blood on the floor, blood sort of all over the place, but patched up and not bleeding to death anymore. Uh, his eyes flutter as the door opens and sees the two of you standing together. Uh, 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 he stammers, just kind of not getting a, a sound out. Probably freaks him out even more to see him. Um... Mm-hmm. To see you here. Oh, it's Edgar. And I like... Um, I think I looked to the sheriff, and I'm. Are we in his? This would be. We're in his in his home or in his in the like sheriff's home. office. Mm-hmm. Does he live here as well? He, yeah, this is his, this is everything for him. That's uh-huh. all he's got. I'm rethinking the whole jail thing. That <laughs> I can, yeah, I can. Uh... Hmm. It's gonna be uh, more and more witnesses. Um, I guess I just look at Edgar and see what he's gonna do. Like, is he freaking out? Is he he is backpedaling, or is he quiet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he drunk and like sobering up? Like, did he keep drinking last no, night? No, he seems he... pretty sober right now. Uh, he also wounds? looks like he's, he's lost blood. He looks worn, weary, tired. There's not a lot of color in his face. You can see the blood that's kind of laid all over the building yeah. as he's been yeah, like, yeah, walking. yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, it's a mess. You look like you look like hell, Edgar. Have you seen? Uh... You should get looked at. Do we have a doctor? What's the... Uh, There's not a professional doctor, you know? But there's got to be someone that tends to minor uh, 
injured or is it just like the loggers wives you go to your mom husband. or your wife you or your, your mom yeah and they'll patch you up as best so the sheriff here Freddie, mm-hmm. has patched up edgar somewhat um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's you know it's pretty rudimentary um the sheriff is here edgar's here they're both looking at you expectantly mm-hmm. yeah you're looking at the sky and you know, you've, you've spent a few years of your life without really understanding it, and this person here is dying before you. He's barely alive. There's all these uses for that untapped potential life force in him. Yeah, I think I was do- I'm doting over his wounds. Like you should get those looked at, and I like go to see, and I guess so I guess he's already been tended. Does he let me approach him? He does. And like look at his whatever happened to you, and I. He says nothing. Uh, the sheriff taps him with his foot. Speak up, Edgar. Tell him what you told me last night. And Edgar says, "I I was drunk. I don't know what happened." I was I was raving mad last night. I, hmm. And you I, always I, get so forgetful when you drink. I don't know. Of course, my lord. I, I, I'm so sorry. Sorry for what, Edgar? For for being a drunk, my lord. For for forgetting. For for whatever I said. I I I was not in my right mind. I look to the sheriff. He gives a shrug. But I let him go. We really ought to have you cleaned up. Did this happen in the woods? And I. So he's got an axe wound to the back and an arrow. Yeah. The axe wound on the the shoulder and the arrow in the back. Was the arrow removed? Is the arrow sitting somewhere in this room? No, the bolt is nowhere in sight, but you can see he's definitely broken his clavicle. Uh, He probably, you know, if he gets repaired. He'll be out of work and non-productive for months, probably, while he rests. Yeah. His yeah, life no, is sort you can, of... Yeah, this realization setting in, you know, you can totally, you can recover in the estate. Let's get you patched up and looked after. I've got it from here, Sheriff. So I think I'm going to go to just, like, to help Edgar up and to be, to get better medical attention. He sort of scrambles backwards a little bit and is... just like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll heal on my own, my lord. I'll be fine. And the sheriff says, nonsense, son. Lord Winters is offering you a place in his own estate. You should be grateful for the honor. <laughs> and he puts an arm around Edgar and hoists him to his feet. Yeah, and I think me and the sheriff drag Edgar back to the estate. Mm-hmm. Does, he, uh, does he resist or does he just sort of go with it? He's too weak to resist and he's mm-hmm. trying to keep a low profile and not make a scene, so... By the time, I mean, it doesn't take long to get back to the estate. It's not that mm-hmm. far away. It's a five-minute walk, you know, just down the way. You get him back into the estate. Mm-hmm. And um, we like open up one of the. Uh, there's probably a guest bedroom or something on the first floor that stays yeah. closed up most of the time. We throw it open and lay Edgar down in it. Have Tomas fetch him some uh, some food. Tomas and, I think we've, and I think we've got it from here, Sheriff. 
Of course. Uh, if there's anything you need or you'd like me to take him away, let me know. <laughs> Praise be the winter gods. Mm-hmm. Takes off. I don't know. <laughs> so now you're standing in this room. Tomas has gone to fetch the porridge. Edgar's looking at you from the bed, unblinking, not letting his eyes leave you as the sheriff turns and walks away. Um, Edgar, Edgar, I think we're going to let Edgar rest up through the day and talk to him tonight for maximum effect. We'll let him sort of sweat in his uh, yeah worry about what's going to happen. Does he eat the food provided and lay down and rest or is he like looking for a way to escape as soon as we like I probably go and wait in the hall outside or nearby so I can listen to his reaction um he doesn't really do a lot of moving tomas mm-hmm. brings him some food he's got a broken he's like how he's, he's got a broken how close clavicle. did i get him I get like one hp one hp yeah <laughs> and with the axe attack on the shoulder he's he's more or less incapacitated mm-hmm. um he could probably make a run for it if he had the faith in himself that he could escape but mm-hmm. He's in pain. He's already in this place. It's warm. He is being brought food. Madness sort of runs in your family, so he's not sure if he's in danger or what. And so he's just keeping quiet and munching on his food to himself. Oh, sorry. I should silence that. I thought it was silenced. Okay. Um, Got Tomas. Uh, not Tomas. Edgar here. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. wait until evening? Yeah. Yes, we're going to let him rest up for a few hours, eat, and then we'll come in and visit. Okay. Why don't we take our second break here? And when we come yeah, back, sure. we'll deal with Edgar. Uh, see you guys on the other side of the break. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dyson with Death. Uh, you said you wanted to wait until nighttime before you deal with Edgar. Yeah, it'll be a couple hours. He's going to get to eat and sit and stew. Uh, someone probably sees to his... Actually, he was already treated by the sheriff, so I think it'll be that evening when uh, Malsifer comes in to check on his... Uh, Check on him. He's been getting food, and like Tomas has been serving him. I was loitering around to make sure he didn't run for it. Mm. I think I kind of want to let his imagination run and let him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that night then. Yeah, um, and I'll walk into uh, probably to change his dressings and check in on our our dear woodsman here. Yeah. Edgar. 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 Yes. Yes, my lord. He says, sort of rousing from his sleep. Tell me, Edgar, are you a forgetful man? I, I go, <sighs> no, 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 sit down, relax, you're injured. You I don't want to go thrashing about, like, push him back into the chair. 
and I go. I think I go about like checking on on him. I, I've got an anatomy proficiency. Does that give me any? Is that at all helpful with assessing yeah. medical things? Is that, is that you what can it is? look and you I don't have a healing. It's not so much for assessing medical things, it's just understanding how bodies work, but you can clearly see his clavicle is badly broken. Yeah. Um he's lost a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, his injuries are severe. He's alive, and in theory, he could make it. Okay. All right, and I sort of calm him and you know, sit him back and see if he answers. I asked him, uh, I... he's forgetful. <laughs> Some, sometimes I forget things, yes. Mm. Mm. I don't really remember anything from last night, for example. It's all just a blur. I was at home and then the next thing I know is at the sheriff's office. No memories of in between. I, mm. my lord, I'm, I'm I'm sure my sister is worried about me. You got a sister. Why didn't you say so? I apologize. I should have said so earlier. No, no. It's fine, Edgar. Everything is fine. I appreciate your hospitality. Mm. Mm. I thought you were one of us, Edgar. My lord? It's a shame we can't uh, choose what we forget. Is there a liquor cabinet in this room? Probably not, huh? It's in the next room over. Uh, Probably in the hallway that this room connects to. I didn't want to kill Edgar, but uh, sounds like he couldn't keep his mouth shut. So you don't remember chopping down any trees yesterday? Um, I remember a storm. Dark and terrible storm. Hmm. Well. I think it's at at this point you see some torchlight coming from the hedgerow down the way. Mm hmm. Uh, It looks like like three torches. I go to stand on the porch and look look out at them as they arrive. Um, I think with a loaded crossbow in my uh, my lap. Uh, The torches start making their way towards you. The still night air. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Who is it? I, I mean, they've got torches, so I should be able to see oh, them right. illuminated as you know from a distance, right? Would that give away you, their identity? You see figures 
I mean, I only can probably see them from 100 yards whenever they cross the outer hedge line. Yeah. Uh, They are wearing leather armor. They are brandishing weapons. Um, They don't Mm -hmm. look like anyone from town that you know they've got. They they look like brigands, bandits, maybe. Okay. So they'll be here in a minute. Um, I shout up the stairs. uh, Lord Rosegrove, we have intruders. And I, uh, and then I run to the, to the shed, to the cellar. So I probably vault over the side or under the mm-hmm. side of the, uh, of the porch mm-hmm. and go around to the side of the house to unlock the cellar. You fumble the lock, open it and plop down underground. Mm-hmm. And I unlocked the zombie. Can a zombie even get out of a ladder? Probably not. Actually, a zombie probably couldn't climb the ladder. Skeleton could. Yeah, so as I'm fumbling with the zombie's lock, I'm shouting to the skeleton, like... Have I figured out what to... Like, do I, if I just say up, do they both respond? Like, if I'm like, get up, I shout to the skeleton. Uh, Does both the skeleton and the zombie react? Or they can do. I, yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. So they both pop up. Ske- ske- except the zombie's locked in a box. <laughs> right, so the box starts to move a little bit. Yeah. Uh, skeleton up the ladder and I hopefully the skeleton can we'll just figure out how to climb it goes over to the ladder and climbs it and the zombie doesn't respond when I the say zom- skeleton do this no. it's still in name. the box trying to get out mm, yeah I, I had thought to bring both but I, I'll leave the zombie behind and go climbing up behind the skeleton and we'll see if the bandits went straight for the house and if they're interacting with Lord Rosegrove or if they're or if they followed me around the side I pop up just behind the skeleton. I think this uh, cellar is fairly close to the front area, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was out the front door where this happened. So you, the skeleton climbs up the ladder, you climb up as well, and you can see that the front door is ajar. You did not leave it ajar. You shut it like Mm -hmm. a proper person would. And there's uh, sounds from inside the house. There's no more torchlight outside. I break into a run. I shout, follow to the uh, skeleton behind, as I pass it. It follows behind And I go running to the house first. Yes. Um, I go to fetch my axe from the parlor. You don't That's get far. The parlor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get into the that front entryway. To the right would be Edward's room, Edgar's room. To mm-hmm. the left would be your study where you hang out. Uh, actually, no, that's mm-hmm. probably further down. Uh, but you can see that I the think door it's to the one right... of the front rooms. It's like the first little entertaining room, or whatever. Possibly, but the the branch didn't break the, the window in the study, so it's got to mm-hmm. be further to the side or further back, something like that. Oh, it's this front room that's boarded up. Yeah, the front room's okay. boarded up, uh, and the front room on the other side is where Edgar is. And you can is see one there? of the... Yeah, he's there. There's a figure standing mm-hmm. over Edgar with a torch in one hand and a hatchet in the other, just kind of mm-hmm. looking at Edgar. Um, down the hallway, you can see that one of these brigands has Tomas by the collar and has him shoved up against a wall where, while another brigand holds a dagger in hand, pointing it towards his face. Uh, and they're talking, but you can't overhear the exact words. And I shout as I enter skeleton just behind me clittering up the steps i've got a bolt notch so I, I shout what is the meaning of this and so i'm probably in the hall i can probably see both ways like see into edgar edgar's ajar room mm-hmm. see down the hall the one holding up tomas mm-hmm. which yeah. one of them uh, responds uh, they all turn to look at you 
all yeah. the brigands, all three. There's, uh, where does the third come from? The, there's one holding Tomas and another one with a knife at his neck. Oh, okay. Yeah. So two on Tomas, one on Edgar. The one mm. on Edgar turns and steps towards you. He's the closest. He's got the torch uh, and the hatchet. If he doesn't say anything, I think I just shoot him. Give me a roll to hit. Like I, he's intruded into my house. So if he doesn't explain himself, he's I like not. I give I give him that. Okay, so I don't even I've got a, I don't even need to roll initiative. I'm no, just... you've got the bolt loaded and ready. Crossbow. I think straight d20. 12 should do it if, unless he has leather. He's got leather, so it catches itself. A full suit of leather armor. In his leather. And uh, we're going to roll initiative. Um, your skeleton... I say as I step back and let the skeleton follow me into the room. I was going to say, the skeleton will automatically attack all living things. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Except for you. Except for you, because you've raised it. But everything else, the skeleton is on its way to go kill them right now. Um, I don't have a token. Ooh. I can roll you a d10. How will this do for token? <laughs> um, I, know it's not I don't quite... have a mace or any skulls on a stick. That's the only necromancer I've found. Necromancer token. Um, yeah. Maybe just human noble would be better. <laughs> but uh, anyways, or just the skull. I can't even highlight that, so it doesn't matter. I've rolled an 11 on my initiative. Okay. I was just saying there's no token to like click on and hit it. Right, right, right. Uh, so you roll an 11, the bandits roll... Uh, my skeleton separately, a... or... Uh... Yes, skeleton separately, please. So I'm, like, st- I'm reloading the crossbow, stepping, probably stepping back down down into the boarded-up room as the skeleton follows me in, goes pretty quick at 6. Oh, yeah. They go at 10, 12, and 14. So, so I shout, what's the meaning of this? And sh- pull the trigger on my crossbow, hits catching the, armor, the guy in the sleeve. And that's when I the skeleton up. pushes right past you uh, yeah. before you even get a chance to issue it an order and makes a roll to hit against the hatchet man. Are they just straight d20s? Uh, d20 plus one for skeleton. Do they provoke OAs when they attack? I mean, I guess he's maybe surprised. Well, I don't think so. It's like any monster attack. It's just yeah. a regular roll to hit. Okay. Um, so I'm pulling up the stat block. Did you say they just do a straight d20? D20 plus they... one. Oh, okay, plus one. They just do d4 with their claws. Or d6 with the but weapon. Was... Okay, d20 plus one. They're maybe surprised, but oh, oh, it's a crit. Oh, double. Uh, yeah, single crit. Just a single crit. 2d4. 2d4. Oh, snake eyes. Uh, the skeleton comes and like clobbers the guy with both hands, battering in his face. Uh, his jaw like gets dislocated. And he topples to the ground out of surprise more than anything. Yeah. Um, DM note: He's at one HP. He rolled a three, so he's actually fairly battered and wounded. The other th- two brigands who are approaching him with their weapons see the skeleton come in and freak the fuck out. One of them tries to bolt past you and out the front door. The other goes the other way, bolts through the back of the the house towards the... hoping to find a back exit. 
Um, when your turn Tomas, around. what are you doing? <laughs> Chase him down. Um, I think I would have had to step out of the way as the guy. I don't have a melee. I've got a crossbow in my hand. Yeah, you so had to like, back out the guy went to the front door, I think I step out of his way as he runs past me. Yep. Then um, the bolt gets loaded in the crossbow. Yeah, and I think I take a shot at that one as he's running away. Okay. Um, D20 plus two for back attack. Yep. Is a 13, which just That's barely hits. Hit. For four points of damage. He takes the shot. Drops to his knees, gets up, and starts to stammer down the road. <clears throat> or uh, yeah, I guess initiative for next round. Yes, please. Um, yeah. Uh, the right. the other guy who you who the skeleton, skeleton attacked oh, takes yeah, he his does, turn. Does he get in, yeah, uh, he his turn is to skeleton. withdraw away from the skeleton and behind Tomas's bed or uh. Edgar's bed. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The guy running out the front door gets a five for initiative. The guy behind Thomas's bed gets a four for initiative. The God, the guy running away through the back door gets a five initiative as well. They all roll fast. Right, they, it, it's going to be a while before I've got another bolt loaded. So I think I'm standing on the porch watching this guy disappear behind my hedge line. Mm-hmm. The skeleton, well, the skeleton is. Uh, throttling the guy in Edgar's room, probably chasing him over. Is Edgar still in there? <laughs> Edgar's still in there, and the so skeleton Edgar's doesn't go to the guy who left. Edgar's now the closest person to the skeleton. It goes up and tries to bash Edgar's head in. Okay, well, the the thing goes, or he rolled an eight, so the bandit goes first. Right. So uh, I the bandit he, will he try, try and bust out the window. Or does he, or does he no. just jumps out the window? He tries to break a window and jump out. Um, I will give the window a saving throw versus crushing blow, which it fails. He breaks the window, shattering more precious glass that you have to import. Right, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> uh, hops out the window and starts to run as quickly as he can. Uh, I think that's when the skeleton attacks poor Edgar. At plus, something. Uh, Edgar's yeah, prone. If I can get there in time, I'll tell him to stop. But I think he doesn't. He just uh, yeah. Uh, plus four for Edgar being prone. So d twenty plus five. Plus two for being prone. Four. Plus four would be for held, right? Uh, Stone is or prone is four. Sitting or kneeling is two. Wow. Nice. Oh, so there's just a comedy of errors going on, and like I hear the crash. I come running around the side of the house see the bandit run off into the distance. Skeletons like scrambling over Edgar, who's screaming and shouting and trying to push the skeleton off him. Skeleton, stop. I'm out the window and I uh, take my shot at the end of the round. I could probably get the one that's running here. Mm -hmm. No. So bandits go fleeing from my house. My state. Yeah. Uh, there's the one that disappeared into the maze. Into the house. Into the house. Yeah. So uh, um, I guess I head back inside. I pick it, up my bardish finally. Uh, is did Tomas pursue or did he? No, Tomas is lying in a heap on the floor. Um, you pick up your bardish. You find the guy. He's sort of trapped himself in your study, which has mm-hmm. like uh, I want to say bars over the windows because it's you know nice tall windows reinforced with metal. Not so much bars, but like. The, the, the windows the themselves work. are they're metal. It's like a it's not it's stained, like a stained glass, glass, but it's, but it's like, that style of but it, yeah, like it's, metal it's, fillings it's, with glass pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so this figure and he, is back probably, this one isn't failing in savers crushing blow, or maybe he hasn't tried to break it yet. 
you notice that some of the glass is broken, but it's not a big enough hole for him to escape through. Um, so now he's got his back to the window so as you come in. It's probably a few minutes that I step into here holding this, uh, this huge axe in my hands. He's got a really long dagger, almost short sword sized, and the mm-hmm. torch. Um, and he's looking at you. Who are you? What are you? I glower at him across the room. Um, does he, is he, did he respond in Gadian? Probably not. I probably. No, you said something in Gadian. He said something in Eridonian. And he says, what are you? Probably, yeah, probably to my Gadian. Who are you? I switched to Eridonian. Who are you? Just the passerby. We were looking for food. Shelter. I look him up and down. He's not from the village. He's not from the village. No one comes this way. Um. I. Hmm. You can see the sweat forming on his brow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the torch up, his his weapon down. Do you know where you are? No, we were, we're lost. Just looking for shelter and food for the night. Uh, good hospitality. We didn't mean to disturb you or scare you. <clears throat> Is that why you had uh, your knife to my man's throat? A, a misunderstanding. I We thought he was attacking us. It's all, it's, it's all a big misunderstanding. If you yeah. don't mind, I'll just be on my way now. And he starts, like, creeping along the edge of the wall. Yeah, I think I've walked over to the... the wherever the the axe was in its stand, like the Bardish stand. Did you and I'm like, call the skeleton with you? No, I uh, sent it out the window, and then uh, I told it to eat all of my... Uh, <laughs> Housemate, where, where was the last command I issued it? I mean, it was, I... I don't think you I issued did. it a command. It just ran after the people, after the, the, well, the one no, I guy. I commanded it to climb out the window. Okay. And so I commanded it to stop, to stop attacking Edgar and to climb out the window. And then I think I ran back inside the house and forgot about it, right? So... Okay, so it should just be outside the window waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this guy's here. He's nervous. He's yeah, so I'm deadly weapon. I'm like I'm like feigning to set the uh set the bardish back in its like ceremonial holder and like mm-hmm. give the guy an exit to go and then I'm just gonna shoot him in the back as he okay. goes for it. Uh you you move um, so over to the ceremonial about holder. like this all being a misunderstanding and I casually am walking over to the like bardish stand above the fireplace and I and hang once, it back up and then I turn and bolts, yeah. the, the loaded crossbow that I've got. The moment your back is turned and you're away from the doorway, he starts to run. The and crossbow I turn comes up. Shoot him in the back for only three points of damage. So That's I think enough. Once... He's got three HP. <laughs> oh, this is why I needed to be a poisoner. <laughs> uh, he crumples on the in the doorway out of this room, hits the ground. You hear a shriek from Tomas, who is right next to him in the hallway, as this guy like hits and blood starts to pool around him. This man says you attacked him, Tomas. Lies, lies, my lord. 
He he came in brandishing a weapon, threw me against the wall. <clears throat> Filthy brigands. I drag this guy by the ankle and drag him through the hall outside. A long streak of blood just runs across the, the ground, past Tomas, out <laughs> through the front door, down the steps. Thump, 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 thump. Um, is the skeleton still out there? Or has it uh Yeah, you can see it through Tomas's window. It's just standing outside the window doing nothing. They're pretty stupid. Follow me. I... I issue to the skeleton. It does. And we head back into the, uh, into the cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other two bandits are long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this body down in here. You've got the did skeleton he survive? Did he, or did he bleed out? He's at zero, so he's stable. Lovely. So we can uh, strap him in and get some more information out of him down here. Yeah. Do you do notice that the one of these tables does have straps on it. And Is this the one the skeleton was laid out on? No. So there's four walls, four tables that kind of run along the length of the walls. The mm-hmm. one directly opposite of the ladder had the skeleton. The one to the left had the head and the, the coffin. The one on the right has the bindings. Okay. Um, well, not quite as awkward as the goat, but I do probably struggle to uh, get down here. Mm-hmm. Get the body down here. Probably bruise it up a little bit in the process, but uh, this is why I put that 14 into strength. Yeah, you lift the this body. This is a really inconvenient uh, workshop. It is. Maybe, there, maybe if I bash down that... Uh, that brick, I can find easier access. Um, as you're bind- snapping this person into the, the bindings, the skeleton standing nearby, you hear Lord Rosegrove's voice coming from atop the, the trap door saying, uh, My lord, Edgar's limping down the driveway. <laughs> Would you like me to stop him? Damn it, Lord Rosegrove, don't ever come down here. And I like go to, I go to, I'll finish you, I'll be back for you later to the bandit. Yeah, he, he hasn't come down. He's standing yeah. and just like shouting down the hole. Yeah, I, I climb up the ladder. Uh, Edgar, Edgar, where are you going? I shout as I climb out of here. Uh, you can Resurface. see him throwing a look over his shoulder in the half moonlight. <laughs> and, like and then his scrambling, the his limping continues as he desperately tries to get out of here. Oh. I shout after him uh, to Lord Rosegrove. Oh, Edgar was always a forgetful man. Couldn't quite remember what was best for him. I think I let him go. And if... Oh. Give me a second chance. You let him go. I've got a new body. Edgar disappears Edgar's one of the night. One of, one of our own. He'll, he'll, I, if this doesn't teach him to keep his mouth shut okay. well he won't get a third chance um, and then I will return to this bandit you find him much in the same place you left him strapped to the table the skeleton mm-hmm. just kind of standing idly in the room the zombie still trying to get out of its coffin 
<laughs> Stop struggling. I... The zombie immediately stops. Uh, skeleton, stand there. You're freaking me out. It goes and stands in the corner looking at the wall. <laughs> All right, this guy. Um, I finish strapping in the bandit, and I will wait for him to regain consciousness. Maybe I splash some... It takes him... It takes him a good hour to wake up. Yeah. Um, eventually, he comes to, looking around in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Your shadow dancing on the wall by the flickering light. Skeleton in the corner, looking at the wall, bound to a table. That cobwebbed and dusty basement. Uh, vocalizes. Who are you? Why are you here? Jack's my name. Where? Oh God, where am I? Jack. So many Jacks in the woods. So easy to get lost. Where are you from, Jack? Uh, Cinders. It's a small village outside of Pinespur. <clears throat> Long way from Pinespur, Jack. We, we were lost in the woods. How many days has it been? Uh, Actually, it's like a, you could stagger from Pine Sprout to here in a day if you got lost, huh? Yeah, that's it, reasonable. It's it's um a couple, a couple days. He struggles against the bindings. Uh, would you... Did you mean to rob me? Murder in my house? Do you know where you are, Jack? Uh, no, where am I? This is Winter's Reach. This is. You are trespassing here. I'm so sorry. I promise if you just let me go, I'll, I'll, I'll head home and, and never come back. Um, and I think we can maybe montage to a torturing check and just confirm that this, uh, this guy is telling the truth. Okay, um, give me... Can you read the... Did you, you have a description of uh, There's probably torture? a description. I should tell you before you do this that torture is a um, an evil act. No, no, I think that's clear. It is a not always guaranteed to produce reliable intelligence from people. Oh, this the character this with skill knows how most... to inflict the most amount of pain on a subject without killing them. Mm, right? Useful. Yeah, there's no guarantee that the information given will be correct, even if the subject of the torture swears up and down for it at weeks at a time. So you so can torture him. Really, this doesn't even do anything. <laughs> we have a torture montage and mechanically it doesn't even help. Uh, Is there even I'll... a check? Does it even have a skill? Does it? it there's got to be a skill that it procs off of. Willpower. Ah, yes. Like, uh, same thing anatomy. Wisdom, willpower, how the body all fits together. and knowing oh. How much pain you can cause in which ways without doing mortal damage. So, give me your torture check. It doesn't go well. 
Yeah. So, uh... Um, you end up doing fairly severe and permanent damage to him. You haven't tortured someone in a while, I don't think. Mm. And, uh... You definitely cause some serious lasting damage to him. I think you you end up severing some the right or maybe the wrong nerves in his arm, and he loses control over his hand and fingers and his left hand, just mm -hmm. worthless now. Uh, when he, he's undead, will it matter? Probably not. He screams and shouts and calls and cries and says, "Yes, we're we're from near Pinespur. Yes, yes, that's it." We were lost. We were lost. And after a short while of torture, he does start telling you that he they're just looking for food, yeah. any way they can Refugees get it. Refugees from Pinespur or something like that. Something like that. Just broken people hunting non-civilized yeah. ways. Let's. But he yeah. Oh, so if I want to make him a probably a skeleton. That requires like flaying his bone, his flesh, right? That's the process. That is one way of removing the flesh from the body. Giving him to pigs would be another. Oh, we need pig to has Tomas. I'll have to have Tomas fetch some pigs. Would they? They wouldn't. They would eat the bones and all, though, wouldn't they? I don't know. Do pigs eat bone? Yeah. Would they break the bones? Maybe you just need piranha, or rats, or hungry, hungry dogs. I guess they would chew on the bones. Yeah. As long as they don't splinter them and shatter them, it should be fine. What are these tables made out of? Wood. Oh. Okay. Simple wood um, damn, I forgot my axe. So I think I torture until I've confirmed that he there didn't have any ulterior motives. Eventually, we'll put him out of his misery. Mm -hmm. Probably turn him into a skeleton. So I think I go to fetch my my Bardish to execute him, put him out of his misery. Mm -hmm. Feel bad for forgetting it and leaving it upstairs, and you know, leaving him to suffer. And my hand, I can't move my hand. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but I'll go fetch the axe. We'll put him down. Uh, as you're up at stairs fetching the axe, you can see Lord Rosegrove and Tomas uh, diligently mopping up the blood. Course. Like any functioning household. Mm -hmm. uh, you get your axe. Yeah, I'll take the uh take the uh executioner's blade down to the basement and put this bandit out of his misery. Mm -hmm. He's dead. Chop off his head and then probably use the axe to like chop him up into smaller pieces, and then those will have to get flayed with a uh, with a, with a knife, with the hunter's knife. Yeah. Do you sit down here and flay him yourself? Yeah, it's probably a long night making a skeleton, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I you'll probably see how many chickens it takes to uh, yeah. raise them. Yeah, I think you'll probably have like some buckets in here that you throw the chunks of flesh into. Yeah, I'll need to like fetch a. Well, you have a, a manor house that is too large for you. There is an overabundance of supplies because there are so very few people here these days. You can have all sorts of tools at your disposal. Yeah, maybe I can find like a leather apron to <laughs> to wear while I go through this and just leave that in the uh, in the cellar. Mm -hmm. And we'll uh, dispose of this poor bandit. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think I collect the flesh in buckets and dump it out in the orchard. They bury it in the orchard at the basis of the trees. Okay. You dig a hole near a tree and dump the flesh and blood in there. Yeah. Bury it back up. Carve the bandit down to his bones. The sun is beginning um, to rise. Um, as I am. The chickens are, are cuckooing, cuckooing, clucking. Um, Yes, As I fetch two of them just in case to take down into the uh, down the ladder, probably one at a time, leaving the second one up on the surface. Bring the chickens down. Yeah, but I like climb the ladder, holding one by its feet, and uh... you and these chickens and the body of this man. Yeah, I slit one of the one of the chickens' throats with a knife and sort of spray its blood on the uh, on the skeletal remains of the bandit and animate him. That was the whole of the ritual, the, right? Animal sacrifice in a prepared mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. The bones kind of rumble for a moment before sliding together. Mm-hmm. One chicken was enough. I didn't need to bring in the second. Just one. That's all you needed. Nice. Well, now we have two skeletons. You do. Is there any reason to distinguish between the one that I just made and the one that I found down here? Uh, Mechanically, they are identical. Okay. Uh, But you have your fresh and your old skeleton. Mm Mm-hmm. Did I... I think I read you need to get all the flesh off the bones. It's like Mm -hmm. a... That's how the magic is bound together. So did I need to like rig some, did I need to like melt it off or something or burn it off to get Um, it clean enough to work or did I? Hmm. I think small, tiny scraps of flesh here are probably fine. Uh, You probably had to like carve it off. The fresh one is kind of pinkish. Yeah. 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 The bone is still fresh and alive. You know, bone is living matter. It's not dead. It's not like, you know rock yeah um so it's still a little pink and tender all right um well it's been a long day's work so i'll leave my two skeletons actually yeah we'll leave them out here for now all right um, I'm going to go find a sledgehammer or something to bust through this wall. Exhausted. So once I've you... got the skeletons made, I take, you know, I take off the leather apron and hang it up in the, uh, in the cellar. Mm-hmm. And I climb up the ladder and I go to find, you know, go into the house to find a hammer. Sure. Um, Tomas is rising to make breakfast. Uh, you come in blood up to your arms blood across this leather apron that you found the apron i removed okay but there's still like so it's just my arms and uh, my feet <laughs> he sees take my, you walk past I the kitchen my, yeah go to the room where the sledgehammer is and walk back the other direction <laughs> uh, yeah okay um so i yeah, take the hammer out mm-hmm. into the cellar and i take a swing at the wall 
it clatters into the brick, sending small fragments everywhere. I, like, am I able to punch through? Is it just like one layer of bricks thick? It's just one layer of bricks. Um, I'm going to unlock the zombie for this manual labor. Zombo. It rises. Uh, disassemble this wall, and I like work with the zombie to... It take... comes over and starts grabbing chunks and pulling them down to the ground, ripping it open very mm-hmm. easily. Once it's got a grip... Stack the, stack the bricks right there, and we, you know, I peer through the the uh, enlarging hole in this brick wall. What's on the other side? We will find out next week on Dicing with Death. That's one way, that's one sort of cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so that's all it for right. Dicing with Death for this week, everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Remember to sacrifice all your turkeys to raise your undead. Mm, sacrifice your turkeys to the winter gods and... Uh, Mm-hmm. It will be a bountiful harvest feast for us all. Do I get any experience? Um, or are we going to double up next week? Uh, let's do, um, what do we call it? Not waypoint, but uh, milestone oh. version XP. Okay. Because I, I don't know how to exactly deal with the XP from your undead minions doing your work for you. It seems like you should get XP for that, but it's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. So I feel like raising your first undead using your first necromancy powers is a milestone. So I think Uh, there was, I mean, how much is a mile? How are we going to do my, are we going to have to, we can talk about it next week. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're not quite I think we picked off a milestone today, but I don't think that's a level. Um, Yeah. It's probably more than one milestone per level. Maybe you're not quite at level two yet, but we're, you're making your way there quickly. Yeah. So wishy-washy. You don't want to don't want to design a new XP system in the next four minutes. No, I really I have spent way too much time on XP systems and not changed a damn thing. Actually, you've done all those crazy calculators. I've, I've done a lot. Yeah. All right. In any case, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, got a, yeah. Go there ahead. will be gnomes, tomes, and catacombs tomorrow. There will be Akuban Nights on Friday. There'll be shenanigans on Saturday. There'll be Fro-Fro an hour early on Sunday. Just one hour early. And um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Go eat some brains. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. There's no other...